watched uh the trailer for red faction the original <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the game is too good like it's it was so good but when you look at it now it's yeah. like i don't know the graphics are so terrible i know yeah like they're just like polygons they're like eight polygons each character and all the skins game, look the same this game was pretty advanced like, the multiplayer was, like, a simmered-down Quake, in my opinion. Yeah, Quake was too fast, right? So this game was, like, the good middle ground for, like, people who wanted to casually play, but also still, like, hone in on their FPS abilities, I guess. Yeah, that's you know a good I mean? point. That, that makes sense. Like, it's it's not, it's not like... I mean, it could be an eSport, in my opinion. If Even if today? Game, no, not today. But like, let's <laughs> Imagine. say esports. If esports were actually like crazy in like 2001 or something, right? If they were big, like, with, not not just with uh, like Counter Strike and Quake, but if they actually expanded more, like if Twitch was out back then, I think this game would be an esport. Really? What was back? What was out back then in CPL and stuff? What was it? Like you just said, Quake and. Um... Quake, Unreal Tournament, I'm yeah. not too sure which Unreal Tournaments, but they, there was always, probably Unreal one. Tournament was always, like, a thing, and it was just, like, the sister game of Quake, but Counter-Strike was always, like, the biggest thing, Yeah. especially, uh, well, I don't know with CPL, like, I never really followed CPL that much, but, like, all I knew is, like, there was CAL, or CAL, Yeah. like, Cyber Athletic, Amateurs League, I think that's what it's called. But you had like five levels of Cal, and it was like Cal O, which is Cal Open. So like anybody can sign up basically with the team. And uh, Cal would have like their own servers. And then there would be schedules posted online, and you would either follow the schedules, play the games, uh, beat your other clan, and progress through the tree, I guess, of the tournament, right? Yeah. So you move up to like Cal IM, which is like intermediate. Cal M, which is main, which is like better than intermediate, I guess. 
Cal P, which is pretty good. It's premium. And then Cal I, which is Cal Invite. So that's when you actually get invited by Cal themselves. So wait, how do you get to invite? You just got to be good. I don't know. Like, they just spectate, like, in premium, basically. And, like, if they like your team, then... I'm pretty sure they would personally out. invite you to join like a brand new bracket of skill. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever played uh, like League of Legends or Overwatch or. No, whatever, I've watched have... them play. Like. I... Yeah. So like this, this whole thing was like kind of like a ranking system, I guess. You know what I mean? Like how they have a implemented ranking systems based on like character skill. Like they do that in StarCraft two and stuff now. Right. But it's like bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, whatever, and then. It, it goes to the top league, which is basically where all of the sponsors look at all the gamers, and then they become like esports players, basically, and attend esports events and compete for money, and yeah, basically play and make it like a full time job. It's so weird. Like esports is like the weirdest thing on the planet. It is it's- weird, and I don't think a lot of people talk about it. Actually, it's kind of like uh, it's funny that it's been on two podcasts of ours so far because Taylor, I, mean, I talk about it the one time, and then. It's yeah. Uh, like yeah, even on uh, in in what like so mainstream media, I never hear about it. Uh, even like m- podcasting and stuff like that. There's, I guess, there is a ton of gaming podcasting that I don't listen to, like Twitch. There's like huge community, right? There's millions of people that that watch uh, stuff on Twitch. Yeah. You know, in the last Survivor se- season right now, there was a chick uh, pro gamer. Oh really? Yeah, she got voted off second uh, second round. <laughs> I never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never really watched TV like Survivor. I, I mean, I watch like the occasional Netflix episodes or, or yeah, yeah, Netflix series. I just we usually watch it because uh, we got a pool and Nick Nick's obsessed with it, so he, he got me back into it after a few years. And nice. It's a it's a good. Uh, it's probably the best like game showy kind of. You know, it's a game like. A lot of people yeah. who don't watch it say it's, it's oh like, it's fake, but yeah, of course it's fake. It's a sh- it's a show. It's like <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's it's so much strategy and like it's pretty. If you get it's like anything though. If you get into it, if you get yourself uh, into it, it gets interesting, right? But back to yeah. CPL though. CPL, yeah, the dream I could never achieve. You, did you want to be a pro gamer? I kind of still do. <laughs> I don't know. Like I never really saw it as like a. Thing well, back then we didn't. For the future, but I mean, if I don't know, like I'm so interested in so many other things, I don't think I could do gaming. No, I hear you. Because there's, it's like a big. I'm not saying it's a waste of time. It's obviously like, it's fun, and if you can make money off of it, then damn, like good for you. But there are just too many other things I, I need to allocate my time to. I guess because I no, like I doing hear you. other. Like, I like doing music, I like electronics, I like my job or whatever, and blah, 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 right? Yeah, like, music even took a back burner for me. Uh, I want to get back into it, but uh got other shit going on, man. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> but, uh, no, but Red Faction, that would have been great. Do you think if, if it was a CPL game back then, that you would uh, be, you would have been pro? Because you were, there was probably, like... As far as I witnessed, like ten to twenty people uh, in, in that game that I, I you come across them. Like I when I I know when I played you, like I remember playing you for the first time. Yeah, and it was ridiculous. Like 
Well, yeah. The way I played the game, like I actually did practice. Like I used to practice with people in like private servers, and I go on Teamspeak, and I. Yeah. And that's how I made like, that's how I made all my internet friends. I guess is because I would, we'd make a private gaming server, and we'd be like, hey, you want to do a two v two or three v three, or sometimes even like four or five v five. Yeah. And uh, we would learn the maps inside out. And we were all, like, really young kids, but at the same time, like, we still took it serious enough to the point where we could exploit all the maps and stuff and, like, find, like, you know, the little neat tricks that you could do. How the old little shortcuts and... I think I started playing the game when I was, like... 10, 9 11, or 10? 11, oh, okay. 11 or 12. Yeah, Because yeah. my... A good friend of mine, uh, Peter, he lived down the street from me and we played soccer together and, like, we became uh, really good friends just because of playing soccer so like i would walk to his house and uh he was like really big into video games so i thought that was cool because so was i and like we were all into like final fantasy and like yeah all that stuff but he he showed me a uh, red faction he actually introduced me to pc gaming in general so and you know you know what the weirdest part about red faction is i'm gonna go into like a little tangent about like the demo okay but like the demo game actually had a community because oh yeah because you can play online you could play it online, but you know what's crazy about the demo game? What? Is, like, I think uh, the demo was even more advanced than the full game. because what? Uh, How? Because you moved, like, 1.5 times faster than you do in full. No, seriously? And the damage, I think the damage even scales up, like, more than it does in full. Oh, it's really I hear weird. what you're saying. Yeah, like, it was more or less, like, it just seemed, like, more, like, Quakey or Unreal Tournament-y. That's kind of like, weird, though, because then isn't the demo that's not really reflecting the actual game? Are you talking... Are, you, com- are you comparing it, is, it to the single it player? Or the, you're saying the, the multiplayer of the demo was like yeah. that, and the real multiplayer was slightly toned down, like, speed-wise, toned down. Red Faction Full was, yeah. It was toned down speed-wise. Now, that was, that, was that like a decision they made after the demo? I guess so, because yeah. it seems like whatever was out for the demo was still in development yeah I, I looked up the developers the other day eh? they ha- i think i found them on twitter and they have like less twitter followers than i do <laughs> <laughs> i should just like hit them up we can sell them, just ask them to make a new game with you or something yeah but i guess i'm assuming that like red faction 2 and 3 if is there a 3 I don't know, it's like Gorilla. Oh, yeah. But it's not made by those two original guys, right? It's just probably like... Probably not. Because it, yeah. It's so obvious that it was made by some other dude that came in and... Oh, but I want to compare it to what you said when your buddy Peter, because I have a friend, Nabil, who I'm going to drop on the podcast also soon, but uh, uh, he's the one who introduced me to Red Faction, and it was a similar thing. Like, he was big into PCs, and not so much even just gaming, but... Uh, building them and like he was the first yeah. friend I had that had, was able to like download movies for free and like change the openings uh, background on his desktop before the Windows thing came up like all those kind of little <laughs> stupid like hacking tricks yeah so yeah he uh, he showed me Red Faction he used to live across from our friend Jeremy who you know oh, like, yeah. A, Jeremy Adams yeah across the street so yeah they were just all neighborhood kids but um yeah. Similar thing, and then yeah, that's funny that like me and you were friends from that game, which it's really <laughs> trippy that we're still friends. <laughs> and like we were, we were friends from that game 
from the mod of a, ga- of right, a game right. that somebody made, which is like even that's weird. even crazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I always forget that too. Yeah, because then we did play regular. Why did we go back to regular Red Faction? I feel like when I jumped it to was, Iron Sun, I only played that. Yeah, I don't know. Iron Sun was too good. It was, it was like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like a the black and white of Red Faction. It's like if Red Faction was something else, like ISM. Yeah, so ISM is like... I don't know how to explain, like, I can't really articulate it. No, okay, so it is kind of hard to articulate, especially for listeners. People probably don't really know what we're talking about. This podcast is mostly for, like, Taylor, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, so the game engine itself, I was just reading a little bit about it. Yeah. I guess it's... What was revolutionary about the engine was that it built the maps off empty space. Or something. I, I don't know how to explain that either. Maybe I should look that back up. But it was explaining the geo modding thing, right? Because no game before that had uh, you couldn't really manipulate the environment, or could you? Maybe some games in other ways, but not the way that Red Faction did it. I have no. I don't know. That was actually the first game. But yeah, go on. For, well, for me, but yeah, go on. Yeah. No. Um. It just. Uh, I guess it was for me too. I'm thinking of other games where you might have been able to like drive into stuff and have it knock over. Like maybe yeah. that was around, but you couldn't you couldn't shoot a rocket into a building and have it indiscriminately just kind of uh, make a hole in the wall that you could then go inside. Yeah, we, we would use that in Iron Sun and um, Red uh, Online uh, Red Faction, but yeah, you'd use it in crazy ways, right? Like you dig holes and hide behind little metal posts. And then have a little <laughs> hole that you'd shoot out of. Or then there was the rail gun, which could shoot through walls, right? Oh, yeah. Don't even get me going about the rail driver. Go. Tell me about the rail driver. Okay. Well, like, to kind of wrap up what I was saying before, though. Like, because yeah. I kind of went to the tangent of the demo. Oh, yeah. I was, ta- I was talking about, like, where, like, well, you were asking, like, where could you see me back in the day, like, in terms of, like, how good I was. Oh, right. Like in a ranking system, or even in, like if it was an esport, if I could actually compete in an esport, I feel like I could almost compete in an esport. Like, not quite there, but like almost just the tip of it. Like, I feel like I would have had potential because I, I played that game way too much. I think like you could even ask my dad when you talk to him. Oh, I'm going to tell you how much I played it. He used to even lecture me like because I get like shit report cards and like yeah, red fat like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be so funny when I talk to your dad. I can't wait. But like, yeah, like I played the shit out of that game, and I it, I just played it to the point where of like no return. Like I just had to get really crazy, and I just kept with the community, and like we would just practice. And then eventually, I made like my own clans, but I kind of hopped around different clans and like just ward and. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I hopped around from a couple clans too, was, which was a weird moment in my gaming career. Because, like, Red Faction wasn't a game. All my gaming friends who listen and our crew that's listening knows that. Like, we played Guild Wars as a crew. We played GTA in the more recent years as a crew. Like, it was a lot of just your friends from real life playing those kind of whatever pop games come out, you know. But yeah. for Red Faction, and I think you had this with some games like SOF. I think that's you played SOF, right? Yeah, I played that's a Soldier of Fortune two. Yeah, Soldier of Fortune two Gold. That's what, that's what it was. It was like the expansion. It was like Gold Edition or something. Okay. So so wait. Was- so what? I, what? So I was saying, uh, yeah, just how 
sort of oddly specific this game was and that I we all played it well me and you played it for years after then it was, but it wasn't popular but we that's when we got good at it <laughs> yeah know? yeah like I was pretty good um I wasn't near you I was getting closer though as time went on like uh from playing with you guys and Fizz and Feck remember those guys Fizz and Feck yeah uh we had a clan it was me him or <laughs> me you those two and what like one other person yeah, and we actually just like dummied everybody. <laughs> yeah, we were ridiculous. <laughs> like, what was with that? Yeah, I remember playing. So, yeah, Fizz and Feck were like, they were, they were stars though. Like, those guys were fucking amazing at that game. Yeah, it was weird. What do you think they're doing now? Do you still talk to those guys? Oh, I, I don't think I've talked to them since I since like grade nine or ten or something. Like, me too. Pretty much. I yeah. Me too. Every. Every friend I made from that game, like, I it, they just kind of fell off because yeah, MSN Messenger turned into Skype, right? Which sucks. Which fuck Skype, by the way. I hope you shut down right now during this recording. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd rather send like emoticons and draw things. I know. I was thinking about that yesterday, though. Uh, how you used to be able to even just hop on MSN after like a year not using it and see who's online or whatever. Yeah, and maybe hit them up or whatever, but you can't even now. You can't even get in your old uh, MSN contact list, right? Yeah, it's dumb. Like they should I, go to. They I, should be hung. Yeah, you should be executed. No, that's terrible. Just kidding. They, they should just bring it back. Yeah, or uh, they should like not use Skype. Yeah. I'm gonna ins- I'm gonna edit in a commercial break right here because I'm getting another drink. Hey, is your mama named Jarita? No. Nope. <laughs> oh, wow. I just, I'm just asking a simple question because my friend he's over here. He said, "Hey, ask him if his mama's name is Jarita." So I thought I asked. I don't got no problems. Man. <laughs> hey, Brick said, "Hey, ask him if his mama's name is Jarita." I said, "Okay, I'm gonna ask him." I asked him, "Hey, is your mom's name Jarita?" You said, "Oh shit!" Like you're gonna cry, man. I don't got no problems. <laughs> I work at a taco truck, 24/7. Flip tacos, put some mascarpone, sara, put some anything you want. I make it 24 hours a day. Overtime, no, I don't get it. I get 6:45 an hour. That's hey, overtime. Hey, hey, Biggity boom. Biggity boom, biggity bang. What's going on, man? You drink so be, so be yourself. What the fuck you say, you little Mexican? I don't understand you, man. All I hear is you want to play the beat. You want to play the beat? What the fuck you talking about, man? <laughs> you drink so big, so big. I be over oh, my dick so big, my dick so. What the fuck you talking about, man? Hello? You asking me if my dick so big? <laughs> Do you drink so big? You never. Oh, pinche cabrón! I don't even know what you're saying. Wait, wait, Jaime, you say you're not Spanish, but you speak it. I don't get it, dude. I'm Cuban, man. Cuban speaks Spanish, man. Don't you understand how you have school, you fucking dumb hypocrite? <laughs> man, like, video games is... what? Do you think that we've really hit the golden age of video games? What is the golden age of video games the at this point? The golden age of video games? Right now, yeah. What is? Not right now. Atari? Well, actually, like... I mean, August. like, from now's perspective. Is it, like, okay. Atari and Pink Pong? Well, to me, I'm, like... I'm pretty jaded towards like a lot of newer games mm-hmm. like, I, I don't really know how to explain it that well but uh that's a good word i like, guess it is a <laughs> i feel that way 
it's it's really weird because I don't want to sound like that older generation type of person who's like fuck all the new video games they're they're not like how they that they used to be like obviously the technology is getting crazier mm-hmm. and the mechanics are getting crazier and it's basically reaching like this end point where gaming is just it just looks like real life or whatever you know what i mean like yeah it's, it's just like so well defined based on like the hardware that they're using and based on like how they program them like right how i see it is sure you can make genres of games but like in the long run like if you if you combine like every genre you're basically making like a new reality of something but still with limitations yeah you're you're making yeah like what is a video game Explain that in another way. Like, what? Well, yeah, is that just describing what a video game is? Like, maybe like, it's. I'm just talking out of my ass. Like, no, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, the end goal of video of, of virtual reality, which is what video games are. There's some form of virtual reality. If you get given yeah. enough time and hardware and proper programming, it can yeah. make something as as realistic as real life. So the only yeah. argument is, and that goes with AI too. And the only argument really is how much time it's going to take. I guess there's a lot. There's some uh, biology folk who, for some reason, say the brain, for example, is too complex to even actually be fully reverse engineered. But then you got guys like uh, uh, what's his face, Transcendent Man, Ray Kurzweil. Yeah. Who says that like the date is like twenty twenty five and that will have their brain reverse engineered? I mean, what you get, if you take that guy's word for it? I mean, he has predicted he predicted a lot of different things in technology, like by the year. Like he predicted uh, the the year that a computer would beat someone at chess. Yeah, and stuff like that. I mean, if you take that as you know as something legit, uh, he invented like a flatbed scanner. What else? He invented like a ton of shit, right? Some super smart advisor, inventor guy. Who, Ray? Ray! (laughs) Ray Mysterio. (laughs) You talking about Ray right now? Yeah, Ray Ray. Little young Ray Ray boy. I like kind of dozed off, but yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, no, uh... You know, if you take his his word for it, then okay, that's just gonna happen. Yeah. But back to what you were explaining, it's a virtual version of... The real world. Yeah, it's just like... It's it's just like a fucking tangible... It's just art. Like <laughs> It is it's art. Like art. It's, it's art, actually... Art yeah. reality. I don't know. I don't yeah, know well, I was listening to Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew podcast today, and they were just sh- not shitting on video games, but ex- kind of explaining that they didn't get it. Like, Carolla was like, ah, ah it's just, uh, it's just uh, pictures. <laughs> Just pictures that are, are real, and then Doctor Drew's like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I don't get it." They just it, well, they're old people, I guess, too. Like yeah. we grew up with video game. Jeremy like learned to read from Mario RPG. <laughs> you know, like I think after I was like fifteen or sixteen, you know how you when you grow up and you're on the internet and you talk to people and like. As you mature, in real life, you talk to people a bit differently, a bit more maturely, right? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 
I feel like I just stopped when I was like 15. I just hit like this wall, and now I just like I'm I, like that's just how I talk on the internet. <laughs> right. Oh, you mean you're just normal now? Like that? No. Like that's just how I talk on the internet. Like I still I don't take it seriously. Like. Oh, I see. I like you talk like how you talked. Like I don't. You... Like I. I don't. I talk like how I talk in video games. I guess you know, growing up. Right. But not in like a flaming way, like how I used to talk. Sure. Like we used to do a lot of flaming. Yeah. Like you would. You're like 13 or 14, and you're like trolling. And we like, have the chat logs to prove it. Out of people and like, yeah, the chat logs are pretty vicious. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like people are like formalities on the internet is like the weirdest thing ever because people always say like (laughs) the biggest problem with like communication on the internet is that you can't convey your emotions at all and i disagree with that i think you you can convey your emotions entirely on the internet it like it just depends like how you fucking type i guess <laughs> well i think I w- we haven't no but i think me and you alex have like a knack for it somehow yeah. it's like symbiotic with us because i talk to some clients and stuff that are a bit older and you know even just they the way they email man they email like in the weirdest ways not not people that english is their second language like people <laughs> grown white men just talking yeah. weird sentences that they don't they don't convey what they're trying to they don't convey the emotion. Like, they don't even convey messages correctly. Yeah. Sometimes emotions aren't really necessary. Like, if you just want to get a point across, then sure. Yeah. Especially when it's for business. Like, sure, like at work, if you're on work email, then yeah. Like, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to describe, like, a business that wasn't even businessy. Like, it was, like, <laughs> just, just like, mongoloid. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> It was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But well, hey, it's it's we are literally the pioneers of the internet, which a lot of people don't understand. Like this millennial generation, the, the, how people count them out, kind of like even Survivor right now is millennials versus Gen X. Like that's the two tribes. That's what we're called, millennials. Well, yeah, because for eighty-four yeah. to like. Uh, it's a loose it's a loose definition I guess but yeah yeah no, whatever yeah. right we're millennials so like uh, I was just trying to say that po- being a pioneer of the internet especially the kids who were on in the 90s I think me and you are at that perfect age we're 28 or you're 26 right yeah I was and, born in 1990 yeah so I was born in 88 so when you were 12 and I was 14ish playing red faction yeah. Uh, even bef- just prior to that, there was Neopets and all kind of these like big big gaming movements online. Whether it was like like Neopets for younger generation or, or you know browser games or forums, Newgrounds. Like yeah, all, and they all they all had communities of people. Communities, like, man, huge stuff, communities. Right? Like and and it was all going on more or less under the radar of mainstream as far as culture goes, news goes, uh, education goes. It was, and it still is like this. I think there's like a disconnect between the content that's on the internet and people's psyches almost living on the internet, and that, like this kind of that's the like unseen world of data, if that makes any sense. And then just like the concrete real life, and in, in now we call it like the dinosaur media, and and you know this, this is a total like I'm smashing different ideas no, together. And this, I, 
I'm get, I, I get it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so just like... The, what you're saying. Yeah, the fact that we were there and on chat rooms talking to people in Texas and in New Zealand or wherever and like... It's just crazy. It was like a... It, it opened up like such a crazy world and like you're saying... It's like the gateway to fucking physical telepathy via data. <laughs> yeah, and screens. <laughs> I don't know. I I see it as like an analog to like telepathy almost. Any kind of like wireless communication, I'm just like I just think about telepathy. Yeah, any anything at all, like Bluetooth. But not uh, like reading your mind or some shit, but like No, but communicating, right? Communicating, yeah. And like it's, it's telepathy, right? Well, when you when you when you mentioned video games as as art, it's like yeah, you're looking at this art you're experiencing it. You're you're moving through it. You're 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 playing. Your hands actually on a controller, on a mouse, like, and your every movement you do in real life, yeah. Every twitch you do affects something in the game. You're you're you're, you know, and you, especially in a game like today, like Rocket League. Have you played Rocket League? I played a bit of it, and it's awesome. It's awesome. But right? I, don't, it's, I don't have it, but it's really cool. Like the physics are really cool. The physics it. and like you get into it in. in uh, you, it's not an immersive experience like a RPG it's, or some sort of. It's, but the, the 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 connection and the how do you describe this? What I'm trying to say, like the body, your bodily movements with your hands, like your hand-eye coordination and all that. Yeah, the technicals of it is so. It can be so in depth and like it's like just insane. You, you sort of develop like the sixth sense. And yes. It's like it's like a feeling. Like you you can like feel the game. You know what I mean? Yes, it is a sixth sense. Like, especially with a physics engine like that, like, those are the types of games where you actually, you're like, okay. You really feel it. You you understand how all the mechanics work, right? Like, yeah. how all the physics and stuff work. Like, that that was, like, Red Faction for me, man. Like, I understand oh, how yeah. all of the fucking mechanics work. I used to even edit, like, the, dot, the TBL files, and I, I could turn off, like, the camera shake and all that shit and, like, screw around with that. Fucking modder, man. Bang so you can you. see... Yeah, but like I never played like that all the time. No, I know. You were a noble player. You were a noble I could, modder. Uh, I could modder. I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't mod if I was warring or whatever. But yeah, well, it wouldn't even be fun. I don't, people who like you need but, to yeah. unmod. But go on. The whole, the whole point is like once you figure out a game, like maybe not necessarily inside out. Like maybe you haven't figured it out like inside out, but you know f- deep enough to the point where you can just understand how it works so well to the point where you can just get more competitive with it, I guess, if you want to be competitive or mm-hmm. just better at it. I think that's when you get that, like, sixth sense. Of okay, so, yeah, so how do... It's, uh, it's kind of mysterious. It's like... Uh, it is. <laughs> like, I, I feel like a lot of esports players have it, like, with whatever game they're playing. Yeah. Because it's... To me, I feel like I kind of have it with Ableton Live, like when right. I'm producing music, because I know the program very well. But it's only it's it's not it's nothing magical. It's just like I know the technical side of it to the point where my workflow is like very fast, very efficient. I can lay down whatever idea I have in my head right then and there. Maybe no, it doesn't sound exactly like how I want it to sound, like in terms of like the timbre, right? Mm-hmm. But it, I can make it sound the way I want it to melodically or harmonically, basically. Yep. And I can keep going, and I can write, like, 32 bars of, like, melodies and harmonies and drums. But, like, very basic stuff, right? Just to build on. Yep. And 
Yeah, so like going back to what I was saying about like feeling out a game, I feel like it's the exact same thing. It's just like a, it's it's just like feeling out a computer program. Like Yeah, bro. <laughs> and then that's what's all crazy. of a sudden it's it like kind a of matrix. Becomes, it kind of like it kind of like becomes a part of you and then you can you you can use it as like this really weird skill set that's not physical or tangible. It is tangible but in like a fucking like a digital yeah, yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, so what other ways does it translate? Do, do, what other ways could a video game skill like that translate into real life skills? Do you think well, it could help just your brain functions and different, uh, you know, lighting up different areas and kind of just like training well, your a brain? Lot, a lot of software that's out right now, like I feel like a lot of the stuff that you can download on handheld devices like iPads or whatever tablet you want, even still, even on PC, still like since we're in 2016 and technology's basically nutty and we're seeing like I don't know how many polygons and a fucking model 3D model but we're seeing a lot mm-hmm. like no it's not just about the graphics but like the games have evolved to the point where it's like 10 or fucking like 5 to 10 year old kids are just playing on their iPads and like learning about like I don't even like I can't even explain it because I'm not fucking five years old with an iPad you know what I mean but like All right. it's it's still it could be crazier than me being five years old with the Super Nintendo you know what I mean because oh, there are so see, many okay. other yeah, yeah. there's so many other areas that are opened up compared to like a Super NES which is like pretty limited it's like side scrolling system yeah you're side scrolling it's not three dimensional i mean it could be if you wanted to emulate it within two dimensions yeah like those racing games yeah like super mario like on super nintendo or super mario kart on super nintendo right but uh so what these kids are experiencing is just like another level of of interaction of their brain to this device yeah and which is what we were describing in rocket league and these other games where you very like, like tangible sixth sense they're they're experiencing this right yeah like they they get it and like i think they get it more than us but how is how is that they get it more because they get it because they get it earlier and it's just more a part of them well they're just like i guess i'm wrong because i mean it could be it could be we i mean hmm, now that i think about it's like we've been using technology since it was primitive and then we kind of saw it evolve and we grew with it yeah, we had like so fax machines. They, they kind of just they, like these these kids just kind of like appeared. They're the indigo like, children, I, though. Yeah, they're like they're like they were like born in like a mushroom. Yeah, they're born in a flame. They're yeah, or a cloud. I don't no. even know what I'm trying to say anymore. I do. I, that well, there's I fake are, clone babies, an army of them coming to attack us, and we need to prepare. I'm just trying like I'm just saying they're experiencing some fucking crazy technology and they're like five years old and they just understand how to use it you know what I mean and you see like a 45 year old man <laughs> on an iPhone it. and he like he's can't so confused it. he's so lost he's like what do I do and it's like <laughs> he doesn't know do you anything you have to do like just fucking <laughs> use the device and get used to it like go through everything break like break it like oh. you know break it it's just software like they can't, can't even use debit cards flush your phone down the toilet like the only thing you have to know if you're like a 55 
65 or like whatever generation. Like, I'm not bashing their generation because they like fought the wars and shit. Founding fathers of all of this, but only the people who actually created it know about it. You know what I mean? But like, you just gotta fucking know how to hard reset something. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if you get lost in your in your hardware and you're getting so frustrated and you're like at the point of no return, like just reboot it and then start from scratch and like just keep learning how all of the different pages work. Like it's very logical. It's like it's written in fucking English, like the the language that you speak. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like it's it's touch screen, so you touch things, so like just just fuck around with it, you know? Like But see, isn't that funny that the way we're describing that sounds so it sounds reason, so easy, but it's not. Yes, and, the, and anyone older who's listening to this would be like, and yeah, I know, but we like, don't know how to use it. But You know, like, when my mom and dad need help for something, I get, like, I'm not going to lie, I get pissed off because I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? Like, it, to me, I'm like, this is so, this is like kindergarten. <clears throat> like, this is so logically easy to comprehend, but it's not. It's like, they, they just choose not to be around it. They didn't want to grow up with it. I mean... So it's something in their brains, right? I feel like it is. But at the same time... It's that sixth sense. They don't have it. Yeah, exactly. It all comes back to that sixth sense. Where you have, like, this weird grip on, like, this fucking digital nerve or something. You know, like... Now, I wonder, is that just us because we played so many video games? Probably. I wouldn't doubt it, man. Like... If I never played a lot of video games, I feel like I wouldn't be competent with a computer. Like, competent in the sense where I can actually navigate through it and, like, troubleshoot my own computer and fix it and, like, see what's going on, basically. Yeah. You know, being comfortable within my computer. But, like, to a person, even our age, who grew up without a computer, like, I I can see dudes who are, like, 26, 28. They have no fucking idea, like, what's going on. Like, they have some idea. But with computers, you know, nothing close to what we know. Yeah. Oh, like, like DLL files and like yeah. If I just say like DLL files, that probably half the world. What percentage of the world doesn't know what I'm, what I'm saying when I say like, like, a DLL file? Probably like seventy five percent. Yeah, a lot of people. And then you say, what's another more complex thing? Well, why don't you tell me what what is some of the stuff you've been doing at the, at your new job? Anything complicated and crazy, or is it just, like, typical stuff, like... Well, I'm not, like... It's kind of weird how my job works for me right now, because I'm in such an early stage of it. Because this company basically... Like, once you're in the company, you're there for 35 years and you retire, right? Like, that's how they see all of their employees. Like, they don't lay people off. Yeah. So, let's say if, uh, if one group needs to cut like four staff members because of like new technological updates that are automating everything. And I'm honestly talking about what's going on with my group right now. Then they'll just move you to another department and you'll still work for nav Canada, but you won't be, you know, in the, the department that you're working for. Mm-hmm. But like what we do with technology is pretty cool because we're using really basic stuff like networks and switches and routers and we're pumping a lot of data through it in order to process like flight data plan or like flight 
flight strips and like flight data planning, uh, weather forecasting, like all of that is done through networking, and it's like it's just shown on uh, radar interfaces, like graphical radar interfaces. Mm-hmm. Um, see, like I'm still pretty new, so like I don't know a lot of the terms. Like, there's so many different acronyms and stuff that I that the company has. It's like an entirely different language. Right. And, like I'm like four months in, so I'm still learning a lot. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, know, what like, is what, the technicals of it? Like um, the, the... the technical side of it is just. It's just running on like this crazy fucking software that these people engineered, like this that these software engineers made. And we just got to make sure it doesn't fuck up. Yeah, like you just have to do preventive maintenance on it or corrective maintenance on it. So like every morning, and it's not just one system; it's like a variety of systems, and they're all integrated with computer hardware one way or another, right? So your job is like, well, my job is it's called a uh, air traffic management, and I'm in like the surveillance group, so. If I see, like, a red flag come up on, let's say, like, a radar, like, a radar is coming down and it can't pick up any targets or whatever, then I report it. And we have a a different department called uh, technical operations coordinators. Like, I'm in the technical operations side of the company, so, like, we call the coordinators and we have to call them and basically ask them, like, hey, can you make sure that we can actually take this system down and work on it? And they'll say yes, and then... We'll work on it, and usually it's, like, you just swap the modem or, like, really minor network troubleshooting. Right. And then you just bring it back up. So, like, that's all I really do is just, like, maintenance like that. But we have a brand-new technology called CHIP, and it's Computer Hardware Integration Platform. Yeah. And it's consolidating all of the different types of uh, systems that we have. So we have... This one system called RDPSR, and it's like uh, radar data processing system rehost. And yeah, it just it, it basically just processes radar data, and it sends it and it pumps it through to like a graphical user interface, so you can see like where all of the airplanes are within uh, the radius of you know the physical surveillance radar or the secondary surveillance radar. And the physical surveillance radar is like literally bouncing off of like the airplane metal, right. whereas the secondary surveillance radar it's sending out, you know, like a signal and it goes through like a transponder in the airplane and then it comes back as a as data. So like it kind of reads it in like a digital way. Oh, almost. what kind of data does it send back? Uh I don't know. I think it's like binary signals, but it appears as like, like just flight like really general flight information like, like the airline speed and, and altitude like where they like are and yeah, I don't really know how it it works exactly because I haven't really read too deep into that. Right, like I, I don't work with that. So I, if I'm just guessing, that's just kind of like a instantaneous way to communicate with the plane as as far as, like the radar. Uh, the, yeah, the physical radar is for the locate for the exact, or, or they're just two confirming sort of radars, right? Just yeah, seeing like if they corroborate. Physical radars, like PSRs, physical surveillance radars, are like they're. Uh, sorry, I was saying bye. It's all good. But, uh, they're pretty old school, like, they're obviously, like, the first radars, right? Like, they're... Yeah, the original radar systems. Yeah, they're bouncing off metal, and you're receiving the signal back. When was the first radar? I'm gonna look it up. I don't know, I'm not a fucking... I'm not, like... I know everything. <laughs> I'm not a radar buff. Like, I never really knew anything about... 
Secret, it was secretly developed by several nations in the period before and during World War II. Everything starts in World War II, eh? It's coined by, yeah, the, well, by the U.S. and by the Navy in 1940. Yeah, World War II, huh? Eh? <laughs> they just had to, like... I, world, I love World War II. I love World War II. I love World War II. No, I love World War II because... Uh, the history of it. And I don't love the war, okay? The war was bad. Yeah, war's... War's dumbs. But uh, the, the, the history of it is always so interesting because, I mean, first of all... First of all, it's the inv- the inventions that were made in such a quick time. Like the bomb, like the H-bomb, or like, the, like radar. Like It wasn't that they were necessarily like made when the war started, but they were everything that was in the process of being invented or thought about then just coalesced and was used for the military, right? Like yeah. in, in such a in such a impacting way. Like if you watch that movie uh about Alan Turing's uh technology, what was that? The Codebreaker movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, Alan Turing was it yeah, it was about Turing, right? Fuck, I Honestly, just watched it like a few months ago. Whatever it's called, people uh, know. It's like, it's like, uh. I'm on, I'm on my PC. You on a PC or a Mac, bro? Oh, yeah, the imitation game. The imitation game, yeah. Stuff what? like stuff like that, and, I'm on uh. A PC, man. <laughs> PC <Imitation>. Master Race. <laughs> no, my PC. PC Master Race. That's right, man. My PC. I used to be on a Macintosh. Aww. And then it's. Why don't you have both? You need to be up. you need to be a both kind of guy. I think both is the no, real you know way what? to be. I am both. I am both I'm too. Like, dude, I'm like transgender with computers. Man, I was just gonna say that. Like, I can use both. Like, I like I like both platforms. They're both. They both have really cool things about both. They should both. add the two letters PC and both, Mac. Like, no, both. You should say I'm, both again. I'm, I'm kind of yeah both of them. I need to get a brew. I'll be back in five seconds. Okay, commercial break, commercial break. Okay. I have you a horse too? I have, I, my mommy grew me up on a ranch, you know what I'm saying? In Cuba, we had like 17,000 horses, you dumb fuck. The fuck, what else are we going to do? Go to the fucking club? There's no clubs in Cuba, man. You get shot out there, man. We go, we pet the horses, we feed them, we make sure they have babies okay, we do our thing. You know what I'm saying? That's why we came to this country, the home of freedom, man. But I have to swim here, so I'm kind of wet. They like the hair on your I'm chest? I'm too. Yeah, man. You know what, man? You think that's funny? I hope you don't, man. I really hope you well, don't. Well, I thought you said you were getting it shaved shit. off, remember? You said that your doctor had to shave it off or something? Well, I was, man. My doctor was going to shower. He was going to shave it, man. But then, uh, when I got there, I took him my shirt, man. He was like, wow. You know, he was excited. Like, whoa, he never seen nothing like it, man. And I decided, hey, I'm going to be unique and keep it. So, still got my hair, my chest, man. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that. I haven't done those drugs. I haven't smoked those drugs in a very long time. Man, I I think it's uh, not a bad uh, idea for some people to quit for a while, you know? I don't know. I'm just... I'm over it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying it's lame or I'm not saying, like... Yeah, no, no, no. Hey, like... It's just a personal thing. Like, I just don't care about it anymore. It doesn't do anything for me. It just... It just gives me anxiety. And I'm like, okay, I need to be productive. And then all I do is fall into this fucking like <laughs> abyss of me telling myself I need to be productive. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. But, but it's all like being high is like a it's not like it's 
it damages you to the point where you're like a fucking no but it all depends how much you're smoking too right yeah that's true i mean i wasn't even smoking that much when i was smoking right like i'll tell you what's it yeah yeah like vancouver is a different story like i used to fucking 420 blaze shout out uh shout out ping shout out ping days a fucking week like (laughs) really (laughs) yeah yeah, I don't smoke a lot. No, not actually, but like but yeah, three, but fake, like but two not. or three times a week. That's like a lot for me. That was a lot for me. Mm. Yeah, not gonna lie, like it gave me a lot of creativity back then because it was like a new experience to me, and it made me think in like really different way than how I normally thought. You know what I mean? So how do you do? But how? But we need to break that down though for people like. How it makes you yeah. think differently because, like, I well, was just like, talking to a gun, a pro gun. Well, my friend uh, Phil, my my Twitter friend Phil, he's like a pro gun anarchist guy, but but his view was a bit skeptical on like certain psychedelic experiences and, and what you really get out of it and stuff. Yeah, which I understand the skeptic's view on on that stuff, but I think that if you if you haven't experienced those things, especially really high heightened ex- uh, psychedelic experiences. You can't really can't really say anything. You can't about really them. speak on them. It's kind of strange because I'm a huge proponent of science and like the scientific method and the fact that you know some knowledge is limited based on what uh, tools you're using to discover it and like the, the ways you go about it. Right? It's it's clear yep. that you can't discover everything and know everything, but it still stands true that if you haven't experienced certain things, like if you haven't experienced driving. Uh, five uh, driving a Formula One racer down the track, right? Yeah. Can you tell me what driving a Formula One racer down the track is? I yeah, I can if imagine never, it. If you've never eaten a fucking vanilla ice cream cone, you just eat strawberry for the rest of your life. You can't be like, yeah, vanilla is terrible. Like, yeah. So why don't we? It's funny that people don't think that way about when they talk about quote unquote drugs because they've yeah. been labeled as drugs for years. The word drug is like the weirdest. Word. It, it makes just, no like, sense. It doesn't. It does, but it doesn't. Like I think it should. It shouldn't be used for, quote unquote, certain types of, well, quote unquote now drugs. But it's just like a society just sees it as like this really dark thing. As soon as they hear that word, drug, or like, unless it, the prescription is like right in front of it, which is even our like even more ironic. But yeah. <laughs> well, but what is it about this word drug? Like, what is it that gets people so that there's a whole generation of people who are just now coming around? And I'm kind of speaking of the Gen X people, actually, of our parents' generation. I, Not specifically I, your pops, who I'll talk to, but I know he's very open-minded about different things yeah, like that. But there's he a, is. Yeah, but there's this generation that has this the, this stigma. The stigma of drugs is built into their psyche. And they didn't even do any research about it. Half of them haven't read a book about what, like, psychoactive substances or just, like, read a book in general. You know what I mean? Well, it just, it tells a lot about their personality in general, that they're naive and they're just down to soak in whatever's, like, whatever is a popular way of thinking. I'm not saying, like, I'm not even saying, like, religion is a bad thing, because I feel like religion is actually kind of like that. And, like, a like it's, it, it's really like that. But... 
What it's, that they believe that they believe it hook line. It's just like it's, a, it's like a security belt for them to just rely on and think that they're on like the light side of whatever fucking planet that they're on. You know what I mean? Like they just yes, they don't have to do any thinking about it. They're just automatically they a good person. They just, they're just automatically good. You know, like they're just pure. Like I've always yeah, thought that that's such a good way of explaining bad. it. Drugs are bad. God is good. Oh, can we talk about it? No. I am the light, you are the dark. How does that, how, that whole, can we talk about it? Not even talk about today's day and age. Go back throughout history and the can we talk about it question. No. The fact that El Galileo, which was not just religious apparently, but was scientifically, you know, shunned as well. Just, yeah. you know, but tell, trying to tell you how the, how the celestial bodies move. And they're like, no, you're dumb. We know how they move. You're gonna go live in a tower now. <laughs> like yeah. that whole thing. It, I yeah, get it from a power gonna... structure point of view. Like if you're trying to run a country back back in the, you know, back in the day and age. Uh, look, when, when the Earth sucks, when it, you and you have to try and control people, whatever ways are most effective to control them, and 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 it's like playing. They're playing a game of Civ, or they're playing. SimCity, you know, you, if you're the overlord, you know, and that you got you got con- control people with something, you're gonna implement it, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's and what you implement it with. You implement it with every fucking, like, well, the way I see it, they just exploit technology and they just implement all of that bullshit into us through media and propaganda. That's very like that's the obvious answer, but that's like actually the best answer I can give because it's true like <laughs> yeah how but... else how else do you receive information in this world like other yeah. than other than uh, through like a physical medium like a book or something you know like yeah which which is why I always think about in ancient times a book would just have this uh, like some extra level of like uniqueness of a of an item you know if you treat life like an RPG and like you know just thousands of years ago if you had a book imagine you're just some traveler just had like 10 or 20 like really sick books and they just told you about so like one was like from alexandria and it showed you about like some science shit and you and you there's only like one copy of it and you just had it and walk across the desert in this like little camel pack situation and you could like sell it for like a million gold fucking nuggets gold mine of like knowledge knowledge which progresses the civilization even further into you, like a yeah speaking thing. of knowledge progressing <laughs> civilization though what do you think about this idea of like this move away from knowledge and intelligence and towards this stupidity i've heard people bring this up before as like a I trend mean, what just like, like a, just be dumb like, like choose, just be dumb not consciously not like a movement that has like a flag <laughs> <laughs> called like the dummies but like just people generally kind of, maybe the reasoning is like I don't know like too much information so people just kind of shut off from it uh, do you think that does that do you think has that in that has any validity that there's like people who are because when you talk about progression from technology and all this like I feel like we haven't actually got smarter than ancient civilizations like how do we no. have this much more information at our fingertips but we well, actually haven't got that much smarter. Or as like we? a in like a sci-fi kind of utopian 
mindset, we could be like a thousand or two thousand years ahead of where we actually are, I think. Could be. Because like technological advancements lead to more which lead to more, which lead to more, which lead to more. And it's like it's like uh pay it forward basically, you know, like tell somebody that they're doing a good job, tell that person, tell two other people to do you know, blah blah blah. And uh we're just restricted from everything because it not only does it have to be but it's just how like like a lot I feel like there's a lot of political intervention that happens as well and just like the way that like how the world is like so nationalized and how the world is still racing which is also ironic because you mean like against each other yeah yeah there's still Cold War type shit going on, There's like still not Cold really War type shit going on, and which which is weird because you think like okay, well we're gonna make our technology better than yours, and you know blah blah blah, but at the same time they they don't want to escalate it, right? They want to fucking well, they yeah, keep shit stable, yeah, because they're also like still still manage like they can still manage to just continuously talk shit about each other, which is weird because the bombs until, don't talk, the bombs don't talk, they just burn, they just burn, <laughs> yeah, and like. I think that whole mentality of dropping a fucking nuclear warhead, like, that was... Okay, like, that's old now. It's, like... It's obviously, that's, that's, like, way over the top. But... And I don't think that would happen again. I mean, at least I hope it doesn't. To anybody, because that's really weird and fucked up. But just the way it's going right now is that people are... Like, nations are just trying to be, like... Mainly the United States is just trying to be like, we're number one, we'll continuously push to be number one until you accept it, and then I feel like once they just have that power of like global dominance, where they just, everybody just acknowledges that they are like, like bow down to the man himself, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and you have no control over it. Who's going to lead the New World Order? I don't know. See? See? Obama's cousin or See, Obama's cousin Jahar. Cousin. Oh. Buzzy Jahar they call him. But no, see like someone like Nick I have no idea what tangent I just got myself. No, I no, I love it. I love like, it. It's just I'm kind of like I'm a few beers deep cuz I'm going to a show tonight I'm with my buddy Cart. <laughs> playing fucking Journey on PS4 right now. Dog me too. Dog me too. I dog me too. I I think I sound like so dumb to anybody who's listening right I now. I think I sound really I smart. I don't think I sound smart at all, and I feel like a lot of people disagree with what I say. I think that's fine. I think you kind of sound like a grilled cheese sandwich with it's butter, not, not yeah, on it. Cheese. Yeah, no butter. The cheese is in there, and they just forgot to put the butter in, and then it just like what? it just kind of crusted like harder. No, okay. Dark. Well, I want to. I was going to ask you what show you're going to tonight, but I want to finish on the tangent that you went off, which was kind of crazy and deep, man. Because like, yeah, with technology. So Nick Carr will say to you, <laughs> "Hey, I can't wait for the new world order. Bring it on. Why don't we just all be one country?" I'm or, fucking or down. Put, okay, but wait, but wait, but wait. Put Nick Carr to the side. Even maybe a guy like John Lennon has said that. You know, stuff like that. But, but, like we were just saying, who is going to lead the new world order? Nick if, Carr. Nick Carr, that's what I was trying to say. No, but, but, no, but actually, I don't know. So here's the thing, right? People like to think that this Illuminati or this 
Illuminati Seven Day Theory Recipes Tupac. Um, that this Illuminati is this, you know, this cabal of people, and yeah. they're they're not from one country. They're multinational. They're they got a lizard guy from Sirius. They got Queen Beatrice of the Netherlands. They got uh, Hillary Clinton, whoever, right? Mm-hmm. And they are going to be the. They are the new world order. They are the the, the no because. There's still the crews, like the countries, like we were just saying, are crews that are fighting with each other. So if if there is this existing this new world order thing, what does it have? A Russian guy is Vladimir's going to do Putin's, it. Putin's I don't know. Friend I, and then a, like one a chump like us, man. A chump Why like not? us. Maybe it needs to happen in the in the digital realm. Maybe all humans need to die. And I when, feel like it. I feel like it could happen in like. A really subtle way in the digital realm, like like Where like second. It's life. not like it's not like it's popping off all of a sudden. Like you, the news is like cutting off like whatever you're watching. This just in, we're in a fucking new world order. Like no, it's not like that. But like, <laughs> I feel like we're already doing it. You know, like I feel like we're st- we're playing some kind of part of it, where like people in general. Human beings in general connect with other human beings all over the all over the planet, regardless of what political side they're on, what political party is running in their country. There's no distance anymore, Alex. There's no, yeah. It it's just data. It's like instantaneous. I'm I'm telling you that you're cool. You're nice. I like you. We're one world. We're chill. We're just like chill humans, right? But there's this, yeah. See, the problem is there's also a disconnect between people like us who grew up with like generally well-being first world experiences and we have access to so much technology and also free time and also like we can, we're like fed. We don't have to like fight with machetes for like food. Yeah. Once the whole world catches up to that, it'll be crazy. But we have to catch up to the whole world. You know how you achieve the new world order? You develop a relationship with the person the exact same way that you and me developed our friendship. That's how you fuck. That's how you achieve a new fucking world order. With every other human. With every other person, and that's like basically impossible. So. But it will happen with time, no? Maybe. It depends. Like it. Oh, there's like, so many like the yeah. Politi- like politics. Like political figures need to have like more transparency than they already have I think for it to happen and they also yeah. need to be stripped of like every single kind of pressure that they can put on regular human beings like us what what we can peacefully protest which doesn't really turn into a peaceful protest you can peacefully dance in the street with a sign yeah that's exactly that's what you can do and then you get like, arrested kind of like, yeah kind of yeah because like you have dickheads who work for, for like different law enforcements but I mean they're dickheads outside of law enforcement it doesn't matter like they're just dickheads everywhere right yeah. But it's like it's a utopian thing and I feel like at this it's so weird because I think a utopia can't exist. Like it shouldn't exist in my opinion. Then how do you like how do you learn from anything? How do you learn from the darkest ne- most negative sides of being a human being and how do you push yourself even further without having any of those dark sides? Yeah, so that's what a utopia is supposed to be, right? Where everybody utopia is just like 
It doesn't I feel like exist. Utopia is the biggest plateau ever. It's like yeah. you've reached the point where you're so comfortable. Why the fuck turn back? Why don't you just be comfortable now and just live in this euphoric spaceship? There's silver space. spaceships that just fly slowly and bring you yeah. everywhere. You know what? A euphoria can only happen. Or <laughs> a euphoria, a utopia <laughs> can only happen within an ASI, like an artificial superintelligence. As that, that's the only possible way that it can happen. Why? Because there'd be no actual physical Because harm? it would just be the ASI perceiving itself and everything around itself, and it would just be, like, exponentially learning and, like, doing everything it needs to do to reach its end goal. And it could. What if I mean? we're... But what if we... Well, what if we're living in that? What if the whole simulation theory is real in the sense that we are already I doing inevitable. that? I think it's inevitable. And to even contradict what I said before, like, maybe it is possible that a utopia will happen. And maybe it... Maybe it they tried it on Earth. Maybe it needs to happen. Maybe there is no balance. Like, maybe balance is just an illusion, you know? Like, maybe the end goal of, like, our universe is for one civilization out of the entire fucking bubble of the infinite expanse that we live in, which is probably isn't even infinite, is for one civilization to create something that could basically create what we live in, in terms of the universe as like a construct like to basically recreate like the quote unquote god or this the programmer of like what the we're programmer in, you know? why, why and exactly to even to even like refine it even further though like that would be crazy to refine it further where it hits like another dimension or something above like what we live in well what you just described is probably to me the way the universe sort of works and and it's not i think really, so i think th- i think that's how evolution works because I don't think consciousness is supposed to reside in a biological entity. I think consciousness is supposed to start in biology, and it's supposed to implement itself into technology through inventions that are created in man's own image, like through hardware, through fucking like I don't know, through a fucking computer, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't no. know if you. If, if this makes any sense. It but. does, because, I, I mean, I always think about... To our listeners to this episode, I don't know, they might be a bit lost, but to me and you, I think I've had a bit of a... Uh, like, I know you well enough where I think you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, so we kind of skip over words and stuff. No, no. Even my dad might think I sound dumb. No. He probably does. He's probably like... Because, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't talk like this around my parents and stuff. Like, this is just how I talk to my buddy, you know, like... Yeah, no, I my know. Parents, my parents are, like, really formal people, I feel. And I respect that. And, like, I can empathize that. And I try to adapt to, like, their way of thinking. And, like, right. like their way of thinking. I talk to them as if they're a normal human being. And, like, especially my dad. Like, my dad's a really... Like, he's a highly intelligent human being. But he's from a different generation, you know? Yeah, and I'm yeah, not yeah. going to be like, hey, you need to think like me. Of course not. No. I'm going to... I'm going to try to adapt. And we're, we kind of meet like a middle ground, you know? Yeah, but I mean? that's what's so beautiful about it, man. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't, you come I don't from express, different times. I don't express a lot of feelings and stuff towards him, but I don't really express a lot of feelings towards anybody, you know? Like, unless... Unless you're on the deep cast. Unless I'm on the deep cast. Then you just tell everybody. Or if I'm like, you know, like four beers deep and I'm having like 
most ridiculous conversation about life with somebody. But man, no, I love getting deep, and it's honestly there's so yeah. many levels we could go deeper. And me and you have gone deeper than this before. Like we've, me and you have hashed out like so many crazy ideas before. I know uh, it's, an, it's when I came down to hang out with you, like that one. I, it was 2013, I think, right? 2012, summer, uh, summer 2012. 2012, yeah. yeah. Wow. You know what, man? Like, I think that was... Uh, it's when the world still existed. It was before the world was That was, was probably over. the most comfortable I've ever felt in, like, a foreign environment. Yeah? It was, you had a good time? I st- even, even still to this day, like, when I arrived there and, like, got to your place, like, obviously knew who you were. Like, you're one of my best friends, even though I only met you once, and we talk, like, a few times a week on fucking (laughs) IM. Yeah. Which means not, like, it's not MSN. Like, we can't can't go ham anymore, you know? No, yeah. We can't have, like, TeamSpeak. (laughs) We could if we felt like it, go on TeamSpeak. Well, we could, yeah, but it's like, you know, I I feel like we're old enough to just be like, well, Facebook's kind of annoying sometimes, so I just want to get off. Oh, yeah, man. You know how many people, like, I don't hang out with just because I just don't? Like, I love them still. I love, like, all my friends. Like, whoever yeah, you need in your life. Is, but, yeah, go on. But, yeah, just to get to the point, like, I don't... I feel like people already acknowledge how I feel towards them, so I don't need to fucking express myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have, like... And yeah. I, I, stick, I stick to how I feel about them. You know, like, I, I don't... I'm not going to develop some random new thought and be like hey like change I just them, realized switch it up on them all so of a sudden dumb. <laughs> hey <laughs> oh hey remember like me no but you're actually so dumb now so like you can just go away okay i mean maybe it's different with a parent or with a family member because you grew up with them your whole life and they see you change throughout the years that you're growing up but yeah i don't know that's just how i feel towards people i guess i think there's a time and a place for every feeling or conversation or interaction yeah and they just happen when they happen so i feel like any time you interact with someone you just you express how you feel in that moment and then you move on to another and then there's like these memories built up in our heads it's like it's like there's a timeline of events in people's minds it's just it's the story of their life yeah but it's not really happening, you know? It's like everything's happening in the moment. But, you know, it takes a couple nights to get over it. Like, <laughs> it's like everybody that has, like, a bad night drinking and, like, they say something stupid or they, like, fall off the couch or, like, hurt themselves or, like, hurt yeah. someone else. And then you, like, you get you feel really bad about it for, like, 24, 48 hours or something. And then it goes away. Like, you don't... Yeah. And you eating toast, you eating oatmeal... <laughs> You eat your cereal and you don't you're notice. Toast. You're eating oatmeal. You're eating your breakfast. And you just don't care anymore. And like, yeah, you're just eating lunch, man. At that point, you forgot about breakfast. You're already eating lunch. Yeah, you forgot about lunch. lunch. And dinner's coming. And dinner's coming every day. Dinner's just din- dinner's just lingering. You eating two snacks. You're at midnight snack already. You skip supper, and then you're in bed, and then you wake up the next morning, and you're dumb. And you're so dumb. dumb. And you woke up, wake up next morning, and Mr. McBride's googly eyes are A there. zombie, and you're like, yeah, I'm... everything's normal. I'm good now. I'm fine. No, I'm at the, uh... No, I've got everything <laughs> in order. I, uh... You know, uh... Things I did in my past, well, those are in the past, and... Today... I'm set. No, but see, that's the thing, is you're always trying to change what is... 
already set in in now. Like you're trying to, and I do this all the time. Trying whether it's, it's my everything, everything is set in motion. I think from the moment that you somewhat had an idea of like realizing that you have this like really fragile. Uh, yeah, can I ask you a question kind of about mortality that? mortality within you. Like you you it's just mortality in general I think is like the the moment okay. that you're aware of mortality, especially your own. Yeah. I okay. feel like you you start to set your own path. Okay, so wait, on, on that, let's pause on that because let's take one more drink break and then finish and then do Yeah, mm. on, honestly to me this is just a fucking this is just a platform to release on regardless of how how much I'm sticking to like a certain topic, exactly. You know I mean? But even I'm for yourself like, personally, right? Like, because we'll we'll be talking about one thing, and then all of a sudden it'll just lead into like something else. But it somehow is still really important to that. But it's also like really important to me. But yo, but, yeah. But you make just, exactly you you make but, a connection that you didn't make before. Yeah, exactly. But it all comes down to like that single point. That's all it is, though. It's just like describe. It's just like a hangout. And this is what happens when you I mean, hang some, out and you yeah. you hash out ideas, but Sometimes we don't always get to do that. No, we don't. Like, if I could do this all the time, I would. But See, I'm trying to bring back calling your friends, but in a new but way. It, if I could do this all the time and act like myself, like how I'm acting right now, like, sure, I'm <laughs> yeah. a few beards deep and I'm... Sometimes Dude, all I care who listens to this is Matt Katera, me, Taylor McClendon, Josh French, and uh, Matt was supposed to come and hang out, but he didn't. He's like, just, just stopped. <laughs> what a loser, man! I still remember when he gave me that pack when I dropped in uh, Edmonton the, fir- <laughs> the first day. He just comes up what? with like, he came and gave me like a bag of weed. Yeah. Absolute. That's Matt. He's dude. Like that's hardcore. You you made you were best friends. If I drop in your city for the first time, and you hand me something that's gonna make my weekend real fun. Yeah. And you pick me up from the airport. Yeah. I mean, you would have picked me up either way. Oh yeah. But uh. Oh yeah. I fucking love uh, the Edmonton crew, man. I, I treat those guys like they're like my real friends, even though you know we've only met. In real life, that one time. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's expanding, man. Yeah, but uh, like, uh, the 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 real minds are expanding. See, what do you think about that? I'm gonna get to my question that I had for you written down. But okay, what do you think about? No, no, I want to touch on that though, because what do you think about the? You know, we're only a few. We're only a few amongst thirty million. Canadians, right? Yeah, I thought you were going to say human beings. I was like, no, I think. Come on, Alex. There's more than th- <laughs> no, but yeah. There's yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> so, 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 what I'm trying to say is, we're talking yeah. about like the the real minds. We're talking about people who are just very open minded, and we're just at- talking about people who can like people people who have. The rainbow, not just blue and red or blue and green or green and orange, but people who are like down to empathize another person, down to be creative, down to be funny and humorous, down to just like talk about intellectual stuff, down to 
sound like they're retarded like us, you know, like when yeah. we choose to. We just Mongolians. sometimes like if if like a fifty or sixty year old person was listening to us right now when like sometimes we just they're they'd just, probably like, just shut it off. They don't even know like, what we're saying. Oh my god, these kids are so dumb and ignorant. Like they're not they have no formality. You know, like just people who are like really loose. Like yeah. people who are loose and people who are who just like they just fill themselves with love, I guess, and they give it back to other people. Like that's that's who I see. Empathy as, like, is what you said. You said empathize. Empathy with... empathy is a big one because if you don't have empathy, you only have your own opinion and you block everybody else's out. You don't listen to anybody if you don't have empathy. Yeah, and how are you going to learn you have, that if way? Em- if, what's that? How are you going to learn if you don't have empathy? Exactly. You don't learn anything. You just think everything that you know is true. Like, how the fuck do you learn information? You learn information through other people who teach you information. Or nothing's you learn new. information yeah, through... Yeah, nothing's like, new. I mean, sure, you can learn things on your own. Like, you can go outside and be like, oh, okay, well, there's a really fast car coming... It's okay to step in front of it. Like, no, it's not. Like, it'll kill you. That's easy. That's like, you know, like, that's easy enough to understand. Like, there are really obvious things like that that you learn yourself as a human being. That's, like, a really bad example, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? It's, like, just really obvious things. Like, what goes up must come down. Yeah. Throw a ball in the air, comes down, you learn that. If you have a normal functioning brain with no disabilities, then, yeah, you can learn all those things on your own. But... Without other human beings, I don't know. It's lonely, man. It's like a lonely place. Well, I uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy that um, sometimes I trip out about when humans need a touch of another human. The fact that we just go close to each other and we, you know, if you're in a relationship or whatever, or you you go clo- closer and closer to this person. Mm-hmm. Like even just like not in a sexual way, but just like proximity yeah and it's 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 just all based on well that's a total tangent from what you're just saying but you know it's uh i might edit this whole fucking part out you you think i care i don't care yeah but i don't know it's like you got to learn from other human beings you have to be with them you can't just you can read books all day like when we talk about an ai that's going to learn everything Right? Yeah. So quickly. We act like it's going to read Wikipedia or it's going to read. What is it going to read? Every Edgar Allan Poe book, every. Yeah, I don't know. It's just going to fucking data mine and. It's going to data mine. Machine learning. Machine learn. Yeah, machine learning. You know, so so it's going to learn, but is it going to understand sarcasm, metaphors, the experience of a metaphor? That's where. That's where the line is drawn between our perception of another uh, medium of, like, another medium of a physical vessel that can contain consciousness, basically. So, like, something that's not biological is basically what I'm trying to say in, like, a fancier way. Yeah. That's where the line is drawn. We're like, well, how the fuck do we know that this machine is feeling this? We don't. Well, how do how do I know that even you are feeling this? Like, and that that goes even deeper. It's like, how the fuck do I know that this person actually cares? This person's not a fucking sociopath, right? Because they can. Because <laughs> regardless, teach, yeah, re- they 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 regardless basically... of how much they appear to 
to understand what I'm saying. Like, this is really extreme. This is, like, serial killer type shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, like, what if this person is actually a fucking sociopath and kills people? <laughs> right. The possibilities, or the probability of that is probably less than, like, you being struck by lightning. But it's, like, it's a probability, you know? Like, But still, like, the probability of a machine harvest, like, harnessing a consciousness and, like, becoming aware, becoming intellectually aware... It has a higher probability than a serial killer being manipulative to how I feel and just... Okay, I hear what you're saying. You know what, I, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, there's a higher... I feel like there is, there is like, some kind of light in that area. Oh, that's interesting because we always think about AI as, you know, as soon as it becomes conscious, it's going to somehow tell us, hey... Hey, we're conscious, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. how do I know that you're telling the truth? How do I even... How do I even know that I can They're trust this right you know? now? But how the fuck do I know? How do I know I can even trust another human being, man? Like, it's all about how it presents itself. But then again, there's another issue with that. Because with AIs, they're digging so deep within the data. They're digging so deep to learn that they're like... They become an AGI. That's an artificial general intelligence. I'm speaking, like, right off of this book called... Uh, our, Oh, shit. Our final invention, Sky by it's got it's by it's <laughs> by the guy Steve. It's by yo Steve O'Brody made this book. It's by a guy. It's guy by. It's, it's by, guy by, by a guy. It's by a guy named James Barrett. I, I've read like half of it. My dad's read all of it. You talk to him more about. It. My dad shit. will tell you more about it than I will. I I just try to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Dope. But there's this thing called AGI, and it's artificial general intelligence that. He, he theorizes an artificial general intelligence is when we reach the point where consciousness within a machine or like AI becomes as intelligent as a human brain, basically. Right. Yes. So once it reaches that state, you still can't tell whether or not that thing is telling the truth, man. Like, right. Because human being yeah. won't tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Some people won't, you know? Maybe this won't. Maybe maybe when it spawns, it has a 50-50 chance of being, like, just, like, vicious. Well, that's like that movie, uh, the, what's it called? What's the latest AI movie with the girl? Oh, sir, or, uh, not surrogate. Uh, uh, yeah. Whatever uh, it's called. Machina, Oculus Rift. Machina. Ex Machina. Deus Ex. Ex, ex Machina. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. It's a Sorry shit. my dad about that. He, he knows... I think it's X-Pogna. He likes that movie a lot. See, that's kind of based on the same thing, right? Because it... Spoiler alert. Don't... Can, nah. Yeah, well, fuck them. They can see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, do it. It, uh... But, yeah, whatever. Send it. Let's do it. She, uh... No, she tricks the guy, right? She's an AI, but she ends up... She locks him in that fucking... Yeah, she doesn't care about him. She's like, fuck you. You're... Your shit. Yeah, but a lot of people he don't even was think shit, about. Though, you know, you can't you can't deny that he was shit. He was a shit human being. Shithead. He's Fuck an him. idiot. Put him in there. All right, so I'm gonna go back to my question that was I thought was cool was probably dumb. No, it's real cool. Yeah, um, I'll try to stick with the topic now because I've been wandering too much. No, I don't care. Free country. Sorry. Free country. Yeah, it's, you can do yeah, you it's want. a free. It's uh, it's a free. Uh, this is the internet, man. The internet doesn't care. The internet's. You know what's Unholy. weird? This is going to become 
in MP3, a conversation. Everything yeah. That everything that we've talked about, everything we've recorded is becoming an MP3. And in the future, it's going to be re... This is going to be our uh, relic. Log. It's going to be like on a golden record floating through space and some other yeah. civilization is going to find it and just make us into real people again. You know what this is? You know what your podcast is? Mm. It's linguistic art. That's what I think it is. Yeah, it is. Every, you're yeah. expressing your, you're expressing yourself in like however, in the the most free way you could do it. You're just talking. You're yeah. just fucking ranting. You're going into different tangents about things that don't even relate to the fucking last thing you're talking about. Yeah, it's so you're creating something yourself. out of nothing. You're, yeah, like you're, you're basically, you're just growing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's crazy it's cool. because I've been talking about it every episode. It's just like learning stuff and like you're forcing yeah. yourself a bit to learn stuff and talk with your friends about shit. Like, I don't know. I feel like people don't really do this and I, I, I can't wait till I do more podcasts where I'm like maybe some early morning ones where I'm drinking coffee. Like I like to yeah. drink coffee and like talk shit or I like to do more of them. It's like a divine data experience. It's it like is. a divine internet experience. Yo, it is. And uh, by the way, it's going to never end. I probably won't ever get bored of it the way I'm feeling about it lately. So, like, I can't wait to have, like, you on multiple times, Taylor, I'd, Nick, and stuff I'd like, like that. I'd like to talk more about music and art, though. Yeah, me too. That's what I was going to ask right you now, about. Because I feel like right now we're just kind of getting the gears going. We're just, we haven't, like, we haven't actually audibly talked to each other in a really long time. It's true. Like, cause obviously like, you know, phone calls are not cheap in Ontario and yeah, man. I don't know, like I don't really phone call anybody. Yo, anymore. Kathleen Wynn, fuck you, Trudeau, fix my shit. Get us everything free. It's Canada. Why can't we just, uh, it shouldn't be like we have to pay these big fucking companies millions of dollars to have Rogers phones and like our phone doesn't go, internet's so expensive, like other countries don't even pay as much, like it's... Yeah, it's fucking data. You're telling us weed's gonna be legal and all this stuff's gonna be great. Just fucking, will you guys get your shit together? Telecom get- is like more bullshit than oil. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Dude, well, not actually, but it's, I mean, it. it's almost there, but it's like... How about insurance in Ontario? You don't have to pay it from Alberta over there, but... Insurance? What do you mean? Insurance Insurance, what? if you look at, like, Canada-wide, insurance, auto insurance in Ontario is ridiculous. Auto insurance? Yeah. For your automobile? Yes. Oh, well, how much do you pay? Right now, I pay 160 I pay the same. Okay, but, that, but like... In general, I yeah, I pay not a not a much different. Not a, but I think if you look in general, like I, when I first started my car, I paid like three fifty or something when I first started driving. What did you pay when you first started driving? Like without any accidents, you yeah, three fifty. Holy fuck! Yeah, I paid, I paid like one eighty, I think, or one ninety. Okay, so it's just like kind of gone down from when you were that age. Well, it it changes. It goes down when you're twenty five and. I don't know if it's the yeah, same. Yeah, we have something like that too, but uh I think it's across the country that does that, but yeah, like it went down to like 154. Yeah, see Ontario just had like recently some laws uh enacted that they're supposed to gradually give us like cheaper rates because yeah. it was becoming a problem, I guess, like across the Yeah, like right now I'm okay, but anyways. It's just yeah, it's funny the differences in the provinces like what you pay for shit. But I'm saying like Canada just come on, like we're supposed to be you know, look how much fucking land we own in North America. 
Yeah. Like it's so much land. Uh, it's, yeah, it's fucking barren snow. But okay, we got we just second biggest country in the world. Is it sir? second? Yeah, second, we should yeah, be. Second. We're still the second. I mean, it's not like geography changed. We have second. Yeah, we just got. I think we're doing pretty good as far as countries go, right? Like you hear, like Canada's the place to be to like read the news articles okay, we read. You every know what? Day. Like fuck what everybody else says. Canada's a fucking sanctuary compared to any other country. That's what I mean. It is. It's we live in like. The first world. The fucking point five world. Like I was going to say zero. Dude, I t- like I remember okay, one time like when I was working at the pizza restaurant when I when I was in school still and like just finishing up school. Like I, I actually worked there for a very long time because, you know, like I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life and stuff. So I want I I just I just stayed there because it was close to my house, right? Easy to go to. Fucking like the wage was okay for a student, but but I worked with this one guy, and you know, like I won't say his name. I'm not gonna point out his name, but well, he he was like he was so weird. Like he was he he acted like he was comfortable with his life. Like he acted like he was actually cool at home, and he 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 showed up to work with a good attitude sometimes. There would be times where he'd come to work and he would just like let it out about how everything at home sucks. Like, I fucking hate this job. I think, like, I hate this government. You'd say it out loud. I wish. What's that? He would say it. Yeah, out loud. like he would. He would. He would express himself. And I remember one day I was like, I was a couple of pints deep with my buddy Cody because it was like a Friday and. Uh, I don't know, like, my friend was going to pick me up and we were going to go drive. We were going to go to, it was probably, like, Matter Cam. We were just going to go, you know, hang out and have some beers. and Shout out, Casco. Just fucking chill. Oh, big shout out, Casco. <laughs> <coughs> uh, but, uh, no, like, I blew up on him, man. Like, I fucking unleashed it. Like, he was complaining about <laughs> how much his life basically sucked, how much he wasn't getting paid. And you how blew much, his spot up? You how blew much, Okay, how much tax he has to pay when he's in the lowest fucking tax bracket you could be in in Canada. Right. And like, you know, yeah, just like, like all this bullshit. And I'm I'm like, dude, you're fucking like 31 or 32 and you put yourself in this position. Like I literally said all of this stuff maybe in a oh, different man. different words, but I was I was pretty vicious. I was like, you li- you live in a sanctuary, man. Like you live in a country where, like, education is probably some of the best in the world. You could go to school. You could be in debt, sure. But you have to take that sacrifice in order to ascend, basically. You know, yeah, like, it's like, it's like another layer of rent if you take fucking, if you Get take on. a student loan. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 totally. But so long as that you're aware that, hey, okay, I grew up in Canada. Guess what? I have no fucking choice but to make uh, quite a bit of money. Because you know what, man? It's pretty expensive to live in this country comfortably, especially when you are, like, 65 and older if you want a fucking comfortable life. Like, yeah. if you want if you want to just have your independence when you're a senior citizen, you better find yourself a career. And you better work in that field or whatever you're into, you know, with you're, some sort of CPP, feeling of a nest egg. You need you need to feel rewarded though. That's the biggest. That's the biggest. Oh, thing. with your job, with your job. 
And oh yeah, you got to do something you love. You know what? I think. I think human beings can appreciate a lot more than what they actually appreciate, and I think they can find something that's out there, like in Canada, that's kind of popping. You know, like in the in the economy, something that's not really you mean like a uh, new sector. Something that doesn't need redundancy, like the oil field, you know. Yeah, like some some kind of sector. I'm not going to say what kind of sector, but I mean, yeah. I'm in the tech. I'm kind of in like the technology slash aviation sector, and like we, we'll need aviation forever. And you know what? Like, I'll admit, I'm very very lucky. Like, I am very fucking lucky to get this job. But hmm. in general, it's like, a sweet spot. It's a sweet spot. I think there is a sweet spot for everybody, though. As long as they apply themselves. Yeah. And the biggest problem I see is that people don't apply themselves as much as they should in order to, like, eliminate their fucking hatred towards how our society works. Like, that's not hatred. That's just being fucking lazy and hating, like, subtly hating every... Like, it's just, like, it's... It's it's laziness, man. Like just yeah, from what yeah. I've seen, man. Like maybe it's maybe it's not the case all the time, but I feel like people are people people are in so much denial. Yeah. And I speak through my own experience. Like I was exactly like this, man. Like when I moved back from Vancouver, I was like, I need to get a job. I need I need to make some income because I was I was aware that I needed to, right? But I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. So I went to school for engineering, design, and drafting, which is, you know, just drafting uh, engineering blueprints and, well, quote blueprints, right? Drafts, making AutoCAD designs and refining them and basically making them worthy of, uh, for like a carpenter to pick up or, you know, some kind of dude who takes a design and just builds off of it for a project, right? Yeah. So I went through that shit and I, the whole time I knew I I hated this, you know, like I was, I was in denial because I was like, Oh, I like art. I think this, this is like, this links to art. Right. You're like convincing but, you know, yourself. At the, same, at the same time, I'm just like, this is fucking toxic. Like this is terrible. Like I will never <laughs> achieve any sort of happiness. To this. But at the same time, because I felt all those vile feelings about that sector of work, it gave me more confidence that I could go into anything else and like excel in it and become good at it. Right. And it's just a matter of me finding it. Like you, just you have applied to find yourself, it. right? Yeah. Like I applied the fucking shit out of myself. See, like, that's the I, thing that I feel that too. Like there was a time in my life when I didn't, I didn't bother to apply myself and I, but I applied myself in a way where I opened my mind even further and I appreciated science, man. I fucking, oh, okay. I, I hated science when I was in high school. I, I was right. so bad at chemistry and physics, even though I knew that they were very, like they were like two of the three core elements of, you know, like our existence. Yeah. They're important to know about. And... Well, quote two of the three, well, quote three cores of our existence, you know, but I hated it because I just, I wasn't good at physics and math and chemistry and, when I was bad at something, man, like, I would just try to avoid it as much as possible. And then the more, the more I failed at it, the more I denied it from my life. 
the more I denied that I was bad at it, saying I didn't need it, I'll never use it when I'm older. And then, you know, like, later on in life as you grow up, you, depending on who you are, but, like, I'm very attached to the world and to the reality I live in and to just my life. Like, I'm very passionate about life, mm-hmm. I would say. And so the more passion I gained with just life in general, like, the more passionate I became about everything the yeah like the layers of life like the physics the chemistry the math and i was like it just like a light bulb hit me and i was like whoa like this is crazy yeah like this is actually fucking sick like you can make this into an art like you can create with all of this like these are like invisible tools that you can use to create something basically and you can see empirical evidence from it so that's why i really like physics and i just like it just became an addiction, kind of like uh, producing electronic music, you know? Like, the moment I learned about elect- electrical physics, I was like, okay, I'm going to go into, like, computer engineering or electronics engineering. And I did it. I was like, okay, <laughs> now I'm there. And now I'm in electronics engineering. Yeah. I got accepted to both, but I took electronics. And then I just, like, I had, like, a fucking creative orgasm, dude. Like, I was, like, in it. I was like, I don't even care if how hard it is to do the math anymore. I'm like, <laughs> I can actually use this math. Like everybody says, Oh, you'll never use this when you're older. I'm like, okay. Of yeah. course you do. This is how, this is how like humanity as a fucking whole progresses. They create, they use art. It transcends reality. Like they don't think it's art. They just think it's math. They think math and art are two different things. Right. You know, right. Everything's they art, think, right? They think, they think equations and art are like different because they just think art as like pretty colors and you know, like, Sure. Just fucking little fantasy Pretentiousness. No. Art can be really cruel as well. And it can be really precise. And if you can hone in on that precision, oh my god, you can make like the coolest shit ever. Elon Musk. Video games. Example. Mars. Red Faction. Elon Mars. Musk is Red yeah. Faction. He's Altor. SpaceX Dude, is Altor. He is Altor. But he's like smiley face Altor. Yeah. You know, like Elon Musk, will you? Can I kiss you? My dude, Elon. I mean, fuck. Like, sure. Maybe a lot of people disagreed with whatever lecture he he just gave. Can you put Michael Sarah in Mars? Yeah. Can, like, can you stop asking like dumb questions? Can you? Why don't you hire women? Why don't you hire women sewers and never come back up? Like, why don't you hire Mexicans? You should go deeper to the planet and go, f- like, closer to the core where you actually disintegrate. Elon Musk, happen. have you ever played Red Faction? We should have asked him. Imagine we were there and we Elon said, Musk? are you Altor? Dude, like... It's real. I, Nick Carr said he wants to go to Mars now. He's no, like, I, I just discovered it. I figured it out. I'm going to Mars. I don't, I don't have the... I don't know... What Cojones? Cojones? Yeah... The tenacity of uh, becoming an engineer or anything like that, because I don't have that drive, I guess, to become like an engineer. Okay. But I have like, I feel like I have enough interest to spark that, you know, like, like I'm at a technologist level. I'm not an engineering level. Right. Two years deep. On paper, I'm just a diploma, right? I'm not a degree. But in my own head. I think I could eventually get there. If I if I was like, you know what my dad's doing? Like my dad my dad fucking he was air traffic controller, right? Nothing to do with philosophy, nothing to do with anything 
in university. And he's been going to university <laughs> for the past 10 plus fucking years learning about shit. I fucking like, love that, man. I just love that. Increasing the knowledge capacity that he can have within oh, his that's, own I know mind. that's so dope. And I think that's what it's all about, man. Like that's how you progress as as a civilization. Like that is the mindset that I want to achieve, but I want to achieve it in a different way where I'm actually doing things in terms of engineering, you know, like he's doing things in terms of, uh, yeah. What's he studying? In, Some he's doing, stuff? He, he's more, he's interested in like the consciousness side of, uh, and the philosophy of the mind, you know, like he's, he's really into that. Man, I and can't wait to so talk mind, Like, that. I think that's like a, like, I think I take a lot of influence from him, uh, through all of that. Like I really channel it into my life, regardless of how much I actually show it towards him or like yeah. towards my family. Like, like I was saying before, like just showing my experience, my feelings i don't really do that that much but like i actually i take that very seriously and like i think i think it's played a very big part in my life where it's led me to this own path of like my own interest of like all this engineering stuff you know like because i feel like i've become so so grateful of everything that i have that I want to just make it better, you know. Like I, I just want, I want to create things to make it better, you know. Like, and <laughs> yeah. the only the only way I can do that, maybe not the only way, but the way that I want to do it is through technology. Well, and how fu- how like, crazy is that to live a life like that and just be manipulating technology dude, and like it's in, amazing in discovering things, preventing things, just actually you know, interacting with the world in such a deep level. It's incredible because you you know where we're at right now with it was we're doing things open source. So not only am I capable of creating X program or X technology, I can go online, I can hit up like an open source kind of uh, platform. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Weevolver or Creation Crate, but no. they're kind of like an open source platform and they're into technology and they... they they're actually making like prosthetic. I think it's Weevolver. They did like a South by Southwest show. Like I, I, I kind of just, I just know them through Instagram and I just kind of follow what they make. Word. But they have like crazy open source shit going on and they're making like prosthetics and stuff like real cheap too. Just through like programming like microcontrollers. I don't know if you know what a microcontroller is. It's like a mini computer that can, it's like a Raspberry Pi or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But just something that can that has a lot of communication output towards other peripherals. And you can basically make like a, a robot, <laughs> like a, a small scale robot, which raspberry is, Pi is like uh easily programmable kind of like operating system or a computer. I, would, system. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's that it, it is a programmable. They it's make like, a, like a arcade systems with them and stuff, right? Yeah. It's like a mini computer. Like you can, you can make it do whatever you want because it's got pinouts. Like you can connect wires to it. You can. Was it like a motherboard and a power supply or what? Is it a hardware? No. You can think of it like, like to somebody who doesn't know anything about electronics, you could kind of think of it like a motherboard, but a motherboard is very specific towards, you know, like, uh, uh, like a P like PCIe slots where you can put in like, like network interface cards or graphics cards and, you know, things that are designed for those slots, right? Whereas a, like a Raspberry Pi or like an Arduino or anything else that's similar to that, you can just connect like a fucking wire and whatever comes out of that pin is like very basic 
physics, like electrical physics or logical. Uh, and what you connect it to a monitor or screen? Ones and zeros. No, you you just you connect to like whatever you want. Like you can build circuits and you can connect these things to like the outputs of those circuits or the inputs of those circuits. Yeah, but that. what is the Raspberry Pi? Is it a chip? Is it a board? It's a, a, it's chip a board? It's just like a computer. Like it's a like, board. It's a physical board with. It's with a board. Chips on. Like it's a, it's like a it's a yeah it's a PC like it's a printable circuit board. Why is it called Raspberry Pi? Why isn't it just called a dumb computer? I don't know. Why is a peach called a peach? Sorry. Why? Delete this podcast. Just kidding. Why is uh? No. Why, why are there clowns going around the, the North America killing people? Because they're not. Not clowning around, man. <laughs> They're not fake. And by the way, the ones, even the ones where the clowns are getting shot now by by defenders, are also fake. Dude, they don't even drink fago. Like, the whole internet's a- fake. It's not the insane clown posse and Danny Brown walking around in a golf, Dude, driving around a golf cart trying to. The internet, everything is fake. Nothing is real. Nothing is real on the internet, folks. Delete everything. Everything's photoshopped. It is. Everything's photoshopped. Everything that you think is real. Uh, like, f- two-second commercial. Government photos of um, dead kids from from Dude. one war are actually photos from kids from another war, and they don't even research to make sure they're showing the right yeah. conflict. I need, I need to commercial for a sec. I'll be right back. You know I'm, what? Dude, you know what the best era was? What? Windows XP. Don't Don't remind me, okay? You know what? If you grew up from the spawn of Windows XP to its demise, ooh, that's the sweet you, spot. You are, you are like tickling the sweet spot. Like you, you are no, you are molesting the sweet spot. Yo, that's when I'd play Hot Wheels demo of driving a transport truck down a steep forty-five degree incline into water. Oh. There was just a demo of that. That was all it was. It was on a PC, and it was like. You just move the transfer truck left and right. And kind you know of... what I? You know what I fucking wake up to every morning? What? I my room is downstairs, right? My dad's on space pinball. <laughs> like he boot, he'll boot it up, and you hear the like the boot up of fucking space pinball. Yeah. And then you just hear like the keyboard clacks, and then they get like they get like more intense and more intense, and then all of a sudden it's like fuck, like just like just insane like anger all of a sudden out of nowhere because he just like you know he just lost right and it like oh, he took that as serious as an esport like it was insane oh he could have been in the esports for he pinball dude my in- dad is where to face your dad because uh, my dad was he unreal. Was right I, I was actually mad like sometimes he'd wake me up and his negativity through space pinball would like really affect me and it would put me in like a really shitty mood in the mornings and I'd wake oh, up. Oh man. I'd just be like, fuck, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I was really sensitive like to like negativity and stuff, man. Like all my life I've always been like that. Oh, Every man. time like even to this day, like I don't know, like I always try to keep like a like a positive kind of attitude and stuff when I'm at work but at the same time like I'll show up to work like groggy and I'll just be like just cause like how I grew up like I just I feel like I experienced a lot of weird negative 
negative things that like just kind of they just stuck to me like that and i feel like i just can't change it like they just they're just there what like uh like what like in what ways like they're just there in your past like just like things yeah and they're not even relevant to anything that's happening today and it's like i just can't get rid of them yeah but that's what everybody has right it's like it goes back to what we were saying about like i mean the, the moment and stuff sorry but yeah like i i like sorry to interrupt always but i feel like i don't know if if this is true but i feel like having a brother or sister growing up is like really important hmm especially in this day and age because yeah. you don't really have a lot of people who can kind of empathize towards how you feel when yeah. you're not i'm not even saying just this day and age in any generation growing up i think you know like because Generations are so far from each other, from parent to child. If you don't have somebody who can understand you, like, in the modern sort of context, it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, see, for me, I have a younger brother and a younger sister. And well, some yeah. some people are, all, like, Nick Carr's only child. He grew up uh, with no brothers or sisters and, like... You too, right? Yeah. And how many of your friends? Do you find uh, any friends you connected with that are only child, only children? That you, only one child boy? No. Well, no, pretty only, rare. Only one. There's only one, but he moved to Vancouver. Imagine he was a clone of, of you. That was also named uh, Alex Jensen. He was a clone. <laughs> Dude, I wish I had a clone growing up. No, so what was his name, though? His name was Travis Carpets. (laughs) a fake name. (laughs) Carpets. He he fucking disappeared. Like, he moved to Vancouver to take film and, like, dropped. Like, he just dropped off the face of the fucking planet. Made one Aladdin movie. If anything, he's dead. Like, shout out, Shout out to Carpets, young Carpets. But he's probably, probably still out there. He's probably writing movies. like the rowdiest script right now, or something. You know, like he probably he's just gonna appear one day. It'll come out next year, like the biggest blockbuster hit. But he was one of my best friends because he was into like all the same stuff that I was growing up. Like he's a big gamer, like just cognitive human being. Like he didn't appear to be a cognitive person, but. I don't know, like, he just, he was like my brother, I guess, you know, like, we would, there would be things that we didn't agree upon each other, you know, like, it was cool, because I never really, I never really had a sibling, but I always wanted one. Right. Like, I, I, straight up, like, I always wanted a sibling growing up, like, I thought it was so weird, because every (laughs) single fucking friend that I had, had a brother or sister, and I could see the relationship that they had. It was, like, fucked up, but at the same time, they were, like, best friends. You know what I mean? And it was, like, your family. Yeah. Like, my buddy... You know Ivan, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, him and his sisters are, like, so tight. And, like, his cousins, even. Like, I ended right, that. Right, right. Uh, yeah, or even having a sibling that's just the same age as you. Yeah, but Which you know what? Is, the, I don't know what that's like. Like everybody has their own ex- specific experience, right? And I, you and know what? You know what? The the sorry, to, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, you go. 
You go. No, I'm just I'm just saying like uh, the the positive side about all of this is that every single friend that I decide to become close with becomes as close as a sibling would feel to me if I right. had one. Right. Because so it's I a cherish similar experience, right? Like I really cherish that connection. Like I just cherish like a mutual connection with anybody. Somebody who can actually empathize towards how I feel. Yeah. Like you know, in a way that's like like one hundred percent like they can actually fucking see through me and like feel feel me and like talk to me about it and even present me insight. Like I really cherish that. And I I yeah. consider that as a as a sibling relationship, you know. So I, I try to develop a lot of brother sister types of relationships. Yeah, that's interesting. So you I, do you think you get a better val like a higher value from it compared absolutely. to other people do? Yeah, okay. Because I I'm not alone, you know, like there's nothing worse than feeling alone, man. Like human beings aren't meant to be alone. Like human right, beings are meant right, to be with right. with each other, I think. And that's that's just how we grow, like like we said earlier. Exactly. Through technology. Like that's how we grow, man. Like we teach each other, we fight with each other. We have dark sides, but at the end of the day, you need the darkness to see the light. And like, as cliche as that sounds, it's like, that's just, that's duality, brother. Is. That's We're duality, brother. It's duality, brother. It's the, is the, <laughs> <laughs> do you think people think about duality often or no? Cause no, I think about it 24 seven. David Rosner actually taught me about duality. Remember the Slipknot record, Duality? Yeah, it was sick. I listened to the shit out of it. Oh, Yo, one that's time, dope. I had a leadership class. It was called Leadership. It was like an option class in grade 8. Yeah. And I had a teacher named Mr. Hopkins, and you're like supposed to sit at the front of the class with like a CD with like your song that shows leadership. And I completely disregarded like the whole point of like that lesson, and I just played like a song that I liked. So I just played Wait and Bleed by Slipknot. Oh, dope song. That was good. It was a good song on Kazaa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kazaa Light. Kazaa Light doesn't give you viruses, Dude, Kazaa was a... Uh... Carter, you ever grew up with Kazaa? Yeah, you ever grew up with Kazaa? Yeah. It's like a peer-to-peer program. It's like BitTorrent, but not like BitTorrent. It's just like... It's like bare, it's like bare bones. Peer-to-peer. It's like uh, FrostWire. Yeah, like LimeWire. It's what I used to download, uh, Outcast, uh, Sorry Miss Jackson, but only half of the song because I had dial-up internet and it didn't download the whole song, but I would still put it on my MP3 player like I had the full song. Oh my god, dude, dial-up internet, do you remember that sound it made when you hit connect to the internet? I'm going to splice that in right here. Go. There, spliced it in. That's the power of the future. (laughs) Hold the power of the future in my hands. Oh my god. But no, like... Dude, I feel like everything that we're talking about right now, we need like three podcasts to talk about. I know, we have we way too much to talk about. I th- because, because I know you like very well, Yeah, this should be like part one. It is part one, by the way. Part one in Roman numerals though. Yeah. Wait, okay, so let's touch on this before we wrap it up then. I want to touch right. on the music thing because when you said okay. – I think what you said was when you decide that you're going to do something in your life, 
and you just kind of go for it and then it becomes reality when obviously yep. music production is a thing that me and you have in common yep and that you have sort of enveloped like you've let yourself be enveloped by it yep in some sense you're like you know people dig your shit and you're you're still working on it you're always working on new music yep and you like i think you've become happy with at least the stuff that you're making to some degree very. every artist has like their own dude i'm very very fucking happy with what I'm doing right now. Yeah, you got there to a point where you're like, you know, back in the day, you're like, this is, okay, I want to make this sound. How do I make it? Okay, you, you figure out how to try and make it. And then it's you like school. made it. It's like math. It's like, you, hey, you, we're going to learn this today. Okay, figure it out or you're going to fail. Okay, figure it out. But hey, guess what? It benefits you in some way. That's how I see tunes. Like, when I grew up, when I grew up, man, making music, like, when we were fucking 14 15 you're like 16 15 i was 13 or whatever we're on fruity loops right we don't have a fucking single fucking idea how anything works on fruity loops it's like it's like we're like holy shit but you know what we the most basic thing can get you going like you just lay something down and you're like no way like this has infinite possibilities this is my canvas to audible art you know infinite infinite infinite, infinite. understand the concept of infinity and apply it's it to even music like, it's Freedom. even more infinite than infinite it's like dude like you know back in the day when i was producing tunes and when we were friends through games and when you started making tunes and when we both had no fucking idea that we were both making tunes and somehow came to the conclusion that we were both making tunes. Well, that's like, so weird. Why is it so weird? It was weird? the weirdest thing because we both grew up with like we both grew up with video games and I had no idea that you were into hip hop yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And I didn't even really know what hip hop was. I was like <laughs> I, I didn't was know what like, oh, music you know, was. I was like the same generic pleb who's like <laughs> pleb. You know, like a dr- like you know how we were talking about drugs earlier, like drugs, and then all of a sudden you're like, drugs are bad. <laughs> I was like, rap music, rap is bad. You know, like just like you just have that generic thought. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't yeah. arti- I wasn't an artist, man. I was just like this kid who thought it sounded like this shit sounds cool. You know, like I wasn't an artist at all. I was just like, I like music. It sounds cool. I like this type of me- certain type of music. It's Bonkers how- thirteen, Bonkers. Bonkers thirteen, fucking happy hardcore man. That's where it all started. Happy hardcore radio, Winamp. Happy Shout out Winamp. Radio. Shout out DJ Jack Or. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, dude. I still have Winamp. I'll send you a screenshot of my Winamp skin no, right now. Oh, that's disgusting. Get that. Why? Sh- get- Winamp man, what are you, old school guy? That stuff has Actually, viruses from I, China, bro. I still use Winamp. I know. You're like an old... You're like an internet pioneer... Dude. Retro guy. I'm like so hip. Like I use Winamp. It is a hip program, man. I used to have... I did a I radio did, show over Winamp once. I did dude, a radio I show. I don't think of it as a hip program. I think of it as the most efficient fucking music player on the planet. When, like iTunes takes about... So much system memory. Five seconds to boot up. You load Winamp. iTunes sucks. Dude, you can fucking add cues, you can add playlists, you can like 
add IDV3 tags, like... Right. Dude, you can do everything with Winamp that I, iTunes can Is do. Winamp the equivalent of, like, a uh, uh, standard stick card? Uh, for, for people? People are like... Automatic versus manual. Winamp's got oh no bells and whistles, but it does the job. This is all the kind of jobs you want it to do. No, Winamp is uh, uh, Winamp is uh, is the hyperbolic (laughs) time chamber of music players. Winamp is like three years ahead of iTunes when iTunes first came out. We'll just say that. Okay. That's it. I mean, iTunes is more advanced. So you, you do way more on it. You can browse the store. It has its own fucking store. It has, like, it's clearly more advanced, right? But Winamp takes, like, way less processing power. If I want to listen to something, I can double-click an MP3 icon. Boom. It's like, it's there. Winamp, like, like, iTunes, for some reason, takes a bit longer. I have a fucking, like, 4 gigahertz i7, like... I'm on an two fifty. Like I just bought all this new hardware for my PC. It's like brand new, basically. It's good until probably like 2022, but still to this day, iTunes is less efficient. Winamp is so fucking simple, so user friendly. I should just become a Winamp fucking business rep. Like it's like you sold me, dude. It's dope. It's like oh, hey, trust me, I used to use it. What do you want to do? Do you want to add a song? Okay, we have a button that says add. Add files to playlist. And then you click that button. It's like add URL, add directory. How about like, the skins, though? Se- Would you send me the skin already or no? Oh, my God. The skin? Yeah, I'll text you right now. Well, send oh, it dude. in Facebook chat or Skype. Dude, it's from Breathfire 2. Nina. Unreal. But, um, yeah, yeah. so... uh. Uh, yeah. I don't know, like, where we're going. Like, what are we talking What are we talking about again? What are we talking about again? What do you talk about? Dude, we're talking about music and how we're we got into it. We're talking about Wayne's been... World, bro. But to get... <laughs> I, I can't believe we went from, like, creating music to fucking talking about Winamp and, like, selling Winamp. I love it. Dude, I love we, Winamp. Sold, we just sold Winamp. Again, we brought it back. 2017, Winamp. We sold Winamp for, like, ten bucks. Honestly, but... Alex, I feel like we could do nine million podcasts. Dude... We could do, we could open a Tesseract and fall into it and talk to the fifth dimensional beings about Winamp. Yeah, but they are Winamp, so they would But know. to get back to the main point about music, okay, like, fuck Winamp, whatever, it's good. I listen to MPs on it, okay, end of story. Who cares about Winamp, yeah. Back to tunes, I think, uh... When I first started making music, I was I was already listening to electronic music. Like I was listening to like all the happy hardcore stuff. Like you, you. But was know. that a local, regional thing for you, or did you go on the internet to find that? Was you know that what? I fucking heard about it through a dude I met on RF Red Faction. Ah. Uh. He he was from London. Like he was from the UK. So like, it was popping off in the UK. It's yeah. always in the UK electronic yeah. music is like especially like to this day like ur- urban urban sounding shit grime fucking dubstep all that stuff I'm not talking about aggressive dubstep I'm, ta- I'm not talking about American dubstep I'm talking about like the rowdy like dark sounds 
it all came from there. But Happy Hardcore was like way different. It was like 180 beats per minute, high tempo, high energy, like fucking pop 10 mollies, go to the club and die type music. And I was never about that. And I never even knew about club culture, right? Like I didn't know anything yeah, about club yeah, culture. Yeah. I was 14. I didn't know shit. Like Edmonton didn't even have a club culture for 14 year olds or like any, like there was no SoundCloud. There was MySpace, but Canada, Canadians don't use MySpace. So like we're not exposed to that stuff, right? Right. But I was lucky enough to meet a person from the UK who was actually in uh, that clan, Distant Thunder. Remember DT? DT? With the diddle yeah. dat, the little dashes? Yeah. He was in DT you know, with the four-letter names and the fucking greater than, less than signs. Right. He was in DT for like, I don't know, like two or three months. And I met him through them because I used to play against him in like public servers. Like when I would go and play CTF, uh, I'd, I'd always see like the same people in the same servers, right? Do you remember Plus? Like plus and then pl yeah that was a server that was always open yeah right? it was a 32 person server why how, what are they who were they why do they have an always constant 24 7 server open that they were actually on? like one of the best clans in the game but if it, you went to distant thunder appeared to be really good because if you went to their website when you were playing the game they had a clan war tab page and it was like how many wars they won versus how many they lost and I'm pretty sure it was like a fucking like, it was like 95 or 98 percent win to loss ratio almost. For, D- for DT clans, or for the other for DT for DT, but the clans that they lost against were plus and FA. It was like dot small f capital A dot, and that was called Fatal Attraction. And those were like, if esports was the thing, those dudes would be in fucking esports. DT would also be in esports, but those guys were like. FPS gods, like, for that game. I'm not saying for every game. But, but they didn't have a server open all the time. Plus did. FA had didn't. a small one open. They had an eight-person open. I used to actually play in that one all the time. And I think that's how I kind of got good at the game, because I actually played against, like, right. different FA guys, and I'd also play against Plus dudes, because Plus dudes would be in their own server, but they would play a different dynamic of the game, where you'd have 16 versus 16 opposed to 8 or 4 versus 4. But how, why were they the only server that had that, though? No, I LS, LS had one, too. LS had it, but LS was more or less like the casual scene, you know? Yeah. Plus was like, Clips. plus was like, hey, do you want to train for fucking, like, really high-capacity player clan wars? Go to plus server. Ah, uh, okay. And play against plus clan members, because they'd always be topping, like, the teams, right? Like, they'd be, like, 200 frags with, like, five caps or, you know, like, they'd be killing it. Like, like <laughs> compared to just Yeah, like, compared to some other dudes. And, yeah, those, those good guys to learn from. But, uh, yeah, that's, like, a whole tangent of its own. No, but, but get how, back wait, how would you how would you describe, though, how would you describe the multiplayer on Red Faction? Like, the like wasn't it, a, like, a... Like five percent pros and then just ninety five percent people who were just didn't know what they were doing in the game. Yeah, and that's like League of Legends. Is that what that is? It's League like of Legends. That? League of Legends has like the biggest player base community in the entire fucking like. And there's only a handful of dudes that are like sick at it. Yeah, because there's like remember we were talking about ranking systems. Yeah. Like I was talking about Cal, like how there's like Cal O, I M M P, and uh, Invite, and then CPL. Yeah. 
they implemented that style of system into like StarCraft Two and uh, League of Legends and even like Overwatch. So you can have like bronze, silver, uh, gold. Like I'm talking about StarCraft Two right now because I don't really know League of Legends that well, but I watch enough streams to understand it. But uh, yeah, it's like a very small percentage or percentile of players who are very competent and competitive at the game to the point where they can hit that like digital muscle and create a sixth sense through it and like become just fucking amazing at it. So that's the sixth sense we're talking about. That is the sixth sense. It's that that pro gamer sense. But once you hit that, I think it really depends on how you, how you utilize it afterwards. It's not, it's not necessarily you being able to grasp it, but it's like, it's how you use it. It's like a PC. It's like you can have a PC understand it but like some people are just way better because they just know how to use it like way better you know like maybe that's a pretty bad analogy because that in itself is still well are you saying are you saying that a pro game a pro gamer can have this sixth sense but the sixth sense itself is not necessarily it's exclusive it's not him being good at the game it's not it's exclusive to the game. Like, the sixth sense isn't an actual sixth sense. It's like a sixth sense for that game or for that program. Is it a second sense of yourself? Could be. Absolutely. I feel like your personality definitely plays a big part in it. Because it definitely did in Red Faction for me. Like, the way I acted and the way I thought. Is it an out-of-body experience? Could be. Dude, it's it's definitely something more than physical. But it's... It's a... Uh, yeah, like when Same we say sixth sense, game, it's right? like saying fifth dimension. Sixth sense is a lot like the fifth dimension. Because people talk about... A lot of people get dimensions confused. And I like to figure out better the, the, the difference between the colloquial use of dimensions and the scientific use of dimensions. I think there's okay. an interesting link between them, though. But I, I mean, I clearly can't perceive any of that. So I can't say for certain what it is. I just I just mean that um, when we say the five senses, everybody knows what that means, like the touch, taste, smell, hear, sight, whatever. Yeah. And then we talk about there's a few different six senses because people talk, you know, it's almost like the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth senses, right? I feel like it's it's not it doesn't categorize itself into like what the sixth sense actually is. No, and what I think it is, is it's it's just saying that the five senses are one thing. And just like the three dimensions plus time, which is the fourth dimension, is sort of one construct of what the world is, that what we move in through, what we move through and whatnot, right? And the fifth yeah. dimension is something unseen. It's like some sort of, it's embedded in our space it's already and time. It's embedded in yeah. yeah, it's part of it, but for some reason it's not distance. Like, it's not time, I guess, is it's, you know, yeah. point, line. Uh, it's like channeling. It, it's, yeah, some sort of other thing that's connected but but not seen or whatever. I think that's what kind of when we, the, the term of the sixth sense I think relates even to that. creativity can relate to that because I think, like, yeah. when you're making music, like, we actually drifted so far away from the musical topic. Which is cool, time. though. That's fine. Who gives a fuck? But even to just get back to that point, mm-hmm. creativity itself, 
even when you're making music, you could be making you could be making a fucking canvas, you could be painting, you could be sculpting, you could be doing pottery, you could you could be doing whatever. Like you could be cre- just creating anything, right? But I think like when you create something that's good, like something that is like something that sticks, something that's memorable, I feel like the process of creating something like that is almost like an out-of-body experience because you're like you're having a, I'm, I'm going back to, to the whole creative orgasm thing you're having like this weird like real-time sensation of like what you want to create that isn't physical that comes from nothing but your thoughts and then you all of a sudden it comes into reality and like people are listening to it or seeing it or touching it you know yeah 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 you're taking something out of your brain putting it out there i mean that that's possible for anything you can do that whenever you want but for things that are actually like amazing or good or like just like memorable you know like i'm talking about like quality shit like just things that are fucking the mona lisa the mona lisa or uh, the best track you've ever made to yourself even doesn't have to there doesn't even have to be another opinion like just to yourself you listen back to it and you're like, how did I make that? You know, like, how the fuck did I make this song? And there are some songs where I, I even say that to myself. And I'm not saying that in a way where I'm, I'm saying I'm good at making Yeah, music. no, I'm I feel you. I, I'm just saying that in a way where I'm like, what? I feel like I couldn't do that all the time, you know? Oh, wait, can I pause you there and just say, isn't it that feeling of when you're like the seven or eight year old or nine year old self of me couldn't have imagined sort of that I would have made yeah. this thing right whether it's anything like say a guy runs like some crazy marathon or whatever or any accomplishment that people can win in life get to in life like nobel peace prize or you know any invention or whatever to, to to look back at your former self and just say what would that former self have thought you know would have exploded in like inspiration then yeah and may, what, like yeah that's weird i think i think of the music i make today and it's honestly everything and more that I wanted to make when I was 15 or 16 on Fruit Loops. I feel that. Because, I mean, I'm kind of sticking to a certain genre today. And it's a very niche genre. And it's called Wave. And it really relies on, like, not one type of baseline, But it's, like, you can use... You can actually utilize, like, a sawtooth as a baseline, Which is, you know, like, holy shit. That's unheard of. Everybody uses sine waves because it's a pure fucking fundamental tone. It feels good in your subs, right? Feels good in your subs, and it's you know, and it's like, it's like the way to produce music, bass music, man. Like you need to have like Mm. this uniform Mm. fucking blast out of a subwoofer, and like that's just the way it's done, you know. Like that's like the whole dubstep mentality from 2011 or 2010 or 2009. American dubstep. I'm not saying UK, Mm. but. And I'm saying like a small community of that of that genre. I'm not saying the whole genre is like that. But you know, like when I was like fifteen, sixteen producing music, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like I didn't even know what a VST was. And then I started learning about all these things like virtual studio instrument, VSTI. Virtual studio effects, you know, like having third party programs. Uh, coming into your digital audio workstation like Fruity Loops or Ableton or Logic or whatever. Yeah, before all that, I didn't yeah. know mixing at one point. I didn't know any. I didn't know 
Yeah, but like like let's say like massive for example, like you know native instruments massive like that the VST like VSTI. Yeah. Like instruments like that like virtual ins- like virtual synthesizers. I don't know anything about all that then stuff. Then you became like a master. And then like yeah, and then you find out more about it and you're like holy fuck like it's like more than infinite. Like you can do like anything you want. Well, here's, like, here's the thing. Can I, can I just stop you there again and say yeah. the thing, the vein you're touching on for me is like the experience of making music, especially with a digital audio sequencer and massive VSTs and stuff is the level of complexity and different sort of planes of existence and, and sound and, and sonics you could touch on just not even when you not the finished product that you make the song that you make is great whatever like you finish a song export it it's people here it, it's good but the the process of writing it it's different from sitting down and writing with a guitar or something or just yeah. writing out the notes like and There's stuff. so many other factors that you have yeah to, it's like it's like for. effects and different things and and, reverb and that's what a and, lot yeah that's what a lot of older dudes don't really appreciate like people from older generations who are like very proficient with an instrument that are like oh like you don't know how to play a real instrument it's like no but i actually know how to fucking mix and master real time like my own music and i can actually see everything that's happening real with time my instrument and i can even manipulate my instrument to sound different and i can basically do more than do you are way, doing i can do way i can have my own fucking band in my own head man like what are you doing? You're a part of the band. That's like you're not Battle the Cat. Band. You're not even you're not the creator of the universe. You're just like the little dude that is in it that I created. Yeah, strumming like, some strings. You're but just I'm not moving saying hand. I'm not saying that those people are not relevant. I'm not saying that they're not talented. Like amazing musicians. I couldn't I can't play an instrument like them. Hendrix the same time, Clapton. I can milk the shit out of technology. I can milk the shit out of software. Like I can It's a different instrument. Yeah, it's in it's it's a, it's an entirely different mindset, man. It's like there is like the biggest divide between a, a, an instrument player and an electronic music producer. And I say that very broadly. Like it doesn't have to be electronic music, it could be hip hop. But hip hop basically is translated to electronic music this day, like these days like you're in modern times like you mean production wise in terms of yeah in terms of like instrumentals production which is totally true yeah yeah but yeah man it's like we have way we're like omnipotent now you know like in terms of like control of sound yeah we're not we're not just we're not stuck to a piece of wood with some fucking strings on it we're like yeah it's crazy we're like manipulating volt like we're manipulating like we're simulating voltage going through a piece of hardware and we're manipulating that electricity to sound like a certain way and we're we're doing it all through software all through emulating it's just it's fucking incredible man like that's that's why i like i like electronic music so much is because you have your own band you have your own fucking orchestra you can do everything you want limitless it's limitless once you can master the technology you hear something in your head and you lay it down and you just keep going and it's real time. It's like, why do you have to sit there and write some shit on a piece of paper? You know like, what it's going to sound like. To... This is the finished product you're listening yeah. to. I mean, I'm no fucking Beethoven and I'm, I'll am i never be the great, as great of a musician as him and I'll never be able to write 
I'll never be able to write music down on like you know a piece of scoring paper, you know, yeah. like some older musicians have in like the fucking resident like Renaissance area eras and or whatever eras they come from. Like I'm not really educated in that because like I don't really care about them to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> like the reason why I don't care about them is because I I resonate with the way that I can create today and they have like zero impact on like it's secondary like the whole music industry is secondary secondary. the fact that you found fl studio and there's a software you could fuck around with and make sounds is is that's the that's the primal sort of yeah dude it's like it's like how fucking human beings in the past found sticks and stones and all of a sudden they can make an axe like that's how it was to me i was like holy shit i can see the, the limitless possibilities of this now yeah i don't give a shit how my mom or dad thinks of it yeah well this sounds so repetitive or oh like this like you know like they can't appreciate it because they just don't they they've never experienced it but they, they can never make it. it here's another thing is they can never not that your father i think is a musician too but and with uh traditional methods right yeah what does he play again he plays violin right 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 um my grandpa also played cello so yeah. like yeah, string instruments are super cool. And like the way that you play them, and like you sit a certain way, and you, the the bow is made from a certain type of you know horse hair, whatever it is. I'm sure your dad will let me know what it's all made of and stuff. But like that tactile experience of an old style uh, instrument is so it has it's a world unto unto itself. And I totally understand the old school method of thinking and like preserving history and culture and like you know this new stuff that came around computers and whatnot is foreign to the old way of thinking. It's like a new, yeah. it's kind of trips them out, you know? And you know, what's sad is that I think I appreciate a lot more than they do just because I appreciate how electronic music works. You appreciate the old stuff more based on your experience of the, the, the new Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I feel do. that. Yeah. That's like, uh, yeah, I can appreciate what they play more than they can fucking appreciate what they're playing. I think right because they're making it's almost like and it only in the sense where that they cannot really appreciate what we're doing in terms of music you know what it is this is weird but i have to say this this is like uh it's like making flavors with artificial means with chemicals to emulate yeah. like a strawberry flavor it's like you're doing that with sound yeah instead of tastes like you're Basically, yeah you're manufacturing a sound it's like, why are you doing that? Oh, because uh, the modern uh, world allows me to. Like, what else do you want me to say? Yeah, the possibility <laughs> is there. So, what if nobody used it? What if just like a bear accidentally stumbled upon it? Tools available to me. Like, what else do you want me to fucking say? Like, yeah, you're gonna give me a hammer something? and some wood and nails and stuff and say, yeah. what? I can't build a house. Yeah. Why would I use a screwdriver instead of a power tool? You know, like. Yeah, like, but, yeah, but seriously. <laughs> but do you blame people for not understanding it? I don't. No, absolutely yeah. not. I don't yeah. blame. I don't blame them at all. I'm just saying, like, I feel like I can appreciate it a lot more because I can see both ends of it, yeah. and I actually take a lot of influence from the archaic side of it. Right, right, right. I no? mean, like, me too. It, me too. Like when I do, I do that, like electronic. I do the same stuff as you produce electronically the music. Like, but yeah. It, yeah, it just it only enhances my respect and uh, kind of that spark for understanding older music and like getting into mm-hmm. world music. You ever just go on this website that's like 
you can go by any country in any year and you can actually hear mp3s played on the browser no dude like it's sick i gotta find it for you i'll link you but you can go to yep. like france and you go to 1890 or like whatever the earliest recordings are that are in mp3 format online you can hear on this website oh wow yeah it's pretty crazy to just kind of like click around and see the different influences right and like what sounds influenced each other yeah you know what like you know it's really odd if you were to ask me who influences my sound, like I I don't think I could actually answer that question. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like when I was I mean, maybe maybe my high school me is what really influenced my sound today. That's kind of interesting. Because when I was in high school, I was listening to a lot of different electronic genres like I was, like, big into, like, trance and shit, you know, like, happy hardcore and all that stuff. Like, just, like, the weirdest shit that, like, you wouldn't listen to today because yeah. of how things are going today. And, like, I'm even more, like, on the side of, like, hip-hop and stuff and, like, the funk type shit even, you know, like. But if you were to ask me, like, so where do you actually derive all of your stuff from? Or, like, where do you, what's, like, your biggest influence? Yeah, I would say, yeah. I would say my drive as a 15 year old and my vision as a 15 year old is what really influences me today see it's, I, it's not even an artist to, it's a it's I'm, a I'm, yeah i'm trying to take everything i was trying to make man like when i was that age and i'm trying to like fucking put it through the wormhole you know what i mean wow that's interesting like i'm trying to bring it into something and just like pump it through and just fucking like evolve it into something entirely new and you know what's like the biggest coincidence is that there's a fucking genre for it and it's called wave and it's like holy shit i never knew that this existed until two years ago and all of a sudden this community approaches me and it's like hey do you want to join our little collective and all of a sudden it's like basically half of this collective like they're on fucking wave mob now and like wave mob is like one of the biggest i guess collectives slash labels for this whole movement i guess and like i'm i'm not i wouldn't like i'm not signed to them or in their group or whatever but so how do you describe the sound of if is it a genre or is it just like, a collective it's like a genre well wave mob is a collective but this the wave sound is like it's like ethereal hip-hop instrumentals without the 808s i mean they still have the 808 percussions like hi-hat snares even kicks but, but not, not the like, heavy bass kind but not of the kicks. heavy bass but they can have the heavy bases that's the thing but it's like it's it's so hard to explain man it's like yeah like I'll insert some of it here yeah like you know how like house has like its own genre kind of perception or like dubstep has its own perception yeah fucking trap has its own perception you know like just because of how it sounds, because of how it's developed. Uh, I don't know, jazz, obviously. Well, the jazz is probably not relevant because jazz is... Well, they have an aesthetic to them that you can clearly... Yeah, like there's like a particular aesthetic that makes it sound like it's its own genre. Like, you can just kind of differentiate it from something else, I guess. But Wave is, wave is like an argument because Wave is kind of sounds like... A, garage like uk garage it kind of sounds like 
you know, like slow trap instrumentals. It kind of sounds like it takes things from dubstep. I mean, I think I use more of my dubstep influence towards it. So what differentiates it then? Just previous genres that are already existing, I guess, because it's a new thing. And it's, it's, but is it a combination of those things? It's a, it's definitely a combination of those things and it's at a different tempo. And I, I wouldn't say a combination, but it, it's heavily influenced by all of those things. But okay. we're, we're all aware of it. Like, but saying something different. Exactly. Trying to, at least. <laughs> okay. And it's just saying that by the melodies or the textures or the, 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 the stanzas or the, just the vibe. The fucking vibe, dude. It's okay. all about the vibe. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard to explain to somebody who hasn't listened to it before. It's kind of hard to explain any genre. I guess you would say, if I can understand it hip-hop-wise, by saying, like, if you take hip-hop and segregate it into, like, multiple genres, I would say there's new genres popping up even today that yeah, are, like, like dude, strangely like, just their own aesthetic, and you can't necessarily describe... It'd take, it take a music critic to describe how... Uh, what the I couldn't is. even imagine your brain in hip-hop because of how much you're involved with it and how much you've been listening to it since you were young. Yeah, I, it's crazy. I really want to explore that world because I feel like that would even influence me. Probably would. It's interesting and too. And I should make like a little mix or something sometime soon of like just some, you know, whatever. I'm actually working on a little mix CD of stuff that just influenced me. Uh, I remember though, uh, I think it was back in like, you know, remember when I moved to Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, I think, like, I mean, you've always been sending me tunes. Like, we've always been sending each other music. Yeah. MP3 files on fucking MSN and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My receipt files. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, yeah. Shout out but, My uh, receipt files. Yeah, I remember you introduced me to, like, Talib Kweli, Most Def, like, Black Star, all that stuff. Yeah, and then Toolman did a song with Most Def. Tribe Called Red. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, so who is that one, dude? Uh... I was like, it was a producer. Tech, tech something. High tech? High tech. So sick, man. When he has a song Dude. with his kid doing, these four year old kids like yeah. rapping or something. It's high like, tech, man. Oh, the that sickest album? beats, man. Sickest beats. Amazing beats, man. Yeah. You know, I think you were even a heavy influence on like how I make music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Absolutely. we both, I think we were, we were both definitely, uh, yeah, you were the Dude, same with I'm, me. I'm really sensitive towards my roots you know my roots basically are you and like rosner yeah but rosner rosner is like the one and he doesn't realize it he won't know serious he's a mysterious figure i barely i haven't talked to him in fucking like two years yeah he made some crazy music people don't understand the level of free loops I wish I could talk to him. Like he he's been through like so much shit. I'm not gonna talk about what he's been through. But Shout out Rosner. Shout out Rosner, man. Shout out Rosner. Shout out Rosner for being uh, one of the best uh musicians in metal. Ever progressive metal. But he made progressive metal on like Fruity Loops. He made progressive metal in his fucking brain and he had Which was insane. He had a forty five minute album in his <laughs> brain and he just he could just play it. He was like Dude, he, he is like the most talented musician I've ever met. And when he plays the guitar, he plays it like if you were to put a click track on like 190 BPM, he'll play it like perfectly. It's like 
it's retarded. It's like he's like a machine of like creativity, and he just spews out like he just comes. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we are alien. We are just alien, man. On the fucking world with music. Yeah, like, we're jizzing fucking... all over the universe. And the melodies and harmonies and everything, the whole vibe he makes, like he'll create a universe for you, like within a song, and it's like. What was the one song? Um, the name of the pyramid. No, what was it? Oh, I was talking about one of his metal tunes called. No, the what Oak. was the one about like the, like the, something about pyramids or something? Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know that one. Is uh, one of the MP3s. Ah, oh, man, but they were so good. Yeah, it was like he'd make fourteen-minute songs. It's just like. Yeah, ayahuasca trip kind of sounding like oh, techno yeah. music, Psych- psychedelic. Like it would be very. Re- if you think techno is repetitive, this stuff was repetitive, but in like a drilling way. In a way that like kept a, you engaged. A building repetitiveness, right? Exactly. Like it just kept building. Like it kept you engaged. Like if you heard it in a club, you'd be like, "Okay, it's, it's coming." Out. Oh wait, yeah. it's still coming. It's like it's still. Yeah, it's still, it keeps building. Like, it's gonna happen. Oh wait. It just keeps building. Yeah, like, it's just... Like, wow, that's so cool, man. That, man. To keep someone we, interested like that throughout the track. We used, to, we used to DJ back-to-back when we were fucking... We're 18, man. We were, like, young little boys. As soon as we turned 18... You guys did shows together? We did shows together. We duo back-to-back. I didn't know that. We played downtown, man, since 2008. And we fucking... We laid out... We would play Epsilon back-to-back roster tracks. And we oh, play our own shit. tracks. And we actually filled, like, a basement once. It was insane. It was fucking insane. And we play like, hall parties that, like, high school kids would have, like, that were graduating, like, a year younger than us when we were 18. Yeah. And, that's insane. Man, like, it was the most musically engaged I've ever been in my entire life through him. And it sucks because, like, I miss it, like, so much. Because I feel like I've never been able to meet somebody who is like that raw about it? Yeah, and yeah. Even the dudes that I know today, like Nathan, Jake, blah blah blah, they will never compare to Rosner. Like Rosner was like the peak of like <laughs> a fucking artist who is just like yo, he's an enigma, enigma bro. Dude, he's an enigma. He's a straight up fucking. He's a weirdo in the best possible way. He's the weirdest person on the planet in the best possible way. He's like. He's a prodigy, man. I think he's a prodigy. I, I to never me. got to meet him, but we were in the same crew. I was had him on social media back then, which was just MSN. Yeah, but MySpace. you know what? Like, it's it's a goal of mine to meet up with him again and actually like revive what we had. That'd be sick. Like, I need to revive that feeling I had towards music, man, because I lost all of it after I lost Rosner. Oh, but once I think. Uh, you know, like once we meet up again, maybe we can do something, or you know. What if We Are Alien came back and made an album? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what if We Are Alien is like? We are alien. Well, we are. I still represent that crew, by the way, to this day. Like, I still, I drop the name here and there, like in mid conversation. Fucking wah, like, <laughs> wah, man. We are alien. We are. You think about being an alien? Yeah, you are an alien. You're on a fucking rock flying through space. You're already the alien, bro. Yeah, you're so you're dumb alien. So dumb, are you dumb? You're on a planet with solar, with rocks 
all floating on it. <laughs> See, it's basically Red Faction, man. That's what it is. It's Life yeah, is Red dude, Faction. Real life has Geomod. It does. That's why people blow up buildings and, like... Just, yeah, just like in uh, Luke Cage. You see the one, Luke Cage show? Negative. I don't know anything about Marvel. Bro, you don't need to. Just watch it on on a Netflix. I mean, I know uh, enough to know that Luke Cage is Marvel. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's pretty cool, man. He, like, shoots Rocket and it reminds me of Geomod. Dude, that's sick. Rock launches for noobs, though. Just kidding. It's not. Yeah, but it's still effective if you know what you're it's doing. It's actually not. Like, it's. I think a rocket launcher is... Uh, rocket launch is for... Uh, People who have tactics. It's all about precision rifle, man. Double click. Oh, PR is insane. Nobody double. I I double clicked like a madman. I triple clicked, bro. Dude, I quad clicked. If you had a no, I'm just kidding. I triple clicked. If you had a yo, you remember you ever seen that, dude? You TC. <laughs> no. Or you it's you TC? DC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You double click. I would you, just get hack or mod. T- TCing faggot. <laughs> High wind, you mod, you, you hack. You triple click, yeah. Dude. If drumming. Yeah, drumming was the shit. Drumming was like the skill. If you could paintball, you could drum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like drummers what... or paintballers. Because that's like a thing in paintballing, eh? Like uh, hitting the trigger Drum fast. Like drumming the trigger, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know like, that they... Dude, with your index that. and your middle finger? Right. Like, going back and forth. Does it really shoot that many paintballs? Yeah, you can actually shoot that many paintballs. Like, what? With... Do they have that with real guns? Yeah. Well, with paintball guns. I don't know about real guns. But... I was just thinking, like, real drum guns with... in real life, double-clicking. You can fucking drum with, like, sensitive paintball guns. Because I remember, like... Because remember, my... I was telling you about my buddy Peter. Like, he's the one that got me an RF. I used to... I didn't paintball with him a lot, but, like, he used to like it when we were younger. And I think I stopped paintballing with him because one of his cousins, like, scarred me for life by, like, cornering me and just shooting me. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, he, he was just, like, an asshole. But, like, a 14-year-old asshole. He's probably not an asshole anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's just, like, just being ignorant. So I stopped paintballing after that. But, uh, yeah, like, we used to drum on the trigger on, like, target practice. Wow. Yeah, it's sick. We need to bring Red Faction back, man. We need to bring Dude, Iron Sun back. You know what's crazy? Pure Faction mod still exists. What is that? RF 1.3. Like, you, can you download it? Yeah, you can still download it. And it's it's its own launcher. You don't even have to launch the game through Steam. You can download Pure Faction, right. launch Pure Faction. All the servers are still up, but you have the capabilities of recording your games. And like seeing your projectiles, it's crazy. Like what? you can even spectate now. Dude, we gotta do that again. I gotta get my PC up and running. It's in the closet. I was playing it last year, and I was actually playing against like really good players. <laughs> and we were playing Warlords. Oh man! Last year, last year, and there was like five or six of us. But I met up with one dude in a pub server, and he's like, "Hey, like you're pretty good. Do you want to come play in a private server?" And I was like, "Yeah." So he gave me one of the private servers that showed up like on the server list, and I was like, so stoked. So I joined it, and we actually played like competitive games. And he actually trained me; like he was like teaching me like all over again, man. It was crazy, like teaching me all over again how to play Warlords. It was, wow. it felt nostalgic. That'd be yeah. such a yeah. I'd love to do that sometime when I get was, some more free time. I'm, I'm I kind of been wanting to download like SimCity or like something old and kind of lame to just play. 
It's it sounds cheesy and childish, but you should play Terraria with me and my girlfriend. <laughs> Terraria? What is that? Terraria. What is that? It's like a it's a randomly generated world. So you start off on the surface. It's a 2D Minecraft basically, but not as big and it's a lot more simpler. And you can like dig and you played it, Carter? What is it Dude, online so or is it on your phone or? It's online and it's on your phone. It's mobile and it's PS PS Vita, and it's also on Steam on your PC. And I think it's cross-platform. I'm not sure if it's actually on mobile, but I know it's on PS Vita. I kind of consider that mobile because I have it on Vita. And what's it called? But Terraria, like Terraria. Terra. Yeah. R I A Terraria. Damn, cool. But dude, it it's so cool. It's like, like. Me saying this in 2016 is like saying like dual core processors are cool, but like <laughs> they are though. Quad core is the devil. Quad core is conspiracy <laughs> Illuminati. But it's like it's sick, dude. We it's all like, know this. It's fucking sick. You build like your own house out of you can, dude. You can harvest like any material that you see. Like if you see a tree, you whip out your fucking axe and you start going to town, and all of a sudden it breaks up into blocks. And then you collect the blocks, and then you have the blocks in your inventory. You can, like, assemble them in any way you want. And then, like, you can keep digging in the ground, and eventually you'll, like, go so deep that you get to, like, this fire realm, and you have to, like, kill this boss and shit, and it gets, like... So I might as well just play Minecraft. Dude, no, don't even play Minecraft. Play Terraria. Sounds like Minecraft, but shittier. Dude, it sounds like Minecraft, but, like, way simpler and easier to play. Minecraft is, like... I can't understand Minecraft? No, I'm saying you can understand Minecraft, but you won't have as much fun. I mean, you might. I mean, I'm not you, right? So I want VR to... Minecraft. That's what I want. Dude, I want VR, like, me making a universe in Cinema 4D, controlling physics. It's probably, this is what it is, Alex. I was actually talking to my dad about this, but he, I don't think he really got me what I was saying. I was telling, well, I think he did, but I was telling him, like, how I think art transcends the world. And he actually agreed with me about that, but we never really got too deep about it. But I told him, like, why I think that way. And I think uh, since we have the capabilities to model in 3D, which is basically, like, the dimensions of our reality, we now have the technology to enter into that reality, right? And to kind of, like, submerge ourselves and even feel those feelings that those realities could bring you in, like, a real physical world, like height, you know. Height is probably, like, the only thing I can think of where okay. you're, like, really high up. Let's say you make a 3D world really high up. You place yourself in, like, like, like really high spot. And you look down, and it's still 3D, 3D model, but you still feel that sense of, like, fucking altitude, you know? And if you fall, you still feel that sense of, like, falling. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like those are, like, the first steps of really creating a new reality, like, an augmented reality. But, uh... To wrap, to wrap up the podcast, I guess, because I I have to go pretty soon. Yeah, do it. I gotta get out of here too. We're going to a show, but uh, okay, we'll wrap it up with uh, this topic. But I think uh, virtual reality is going to become the next art form, digital art form. You know how there's like producer, music producers, and Photoshop. Yeah, producer, <laughs> Photoshop producer, <laughs> bro. Three, 3ds max producers cinema f- photo producers with their cam photo cam photo yeah. photo 
photograph cameras with cameras so when you get into this like new realm of uh creation of creating like why the fuck not utilize vr for art like why not why not start making universes man like that's the next step it utilizes every other art form it utilizes music fucking 3d modeling visuals yeah you put it all in there you mix it all in the bowl it's like the next it's the next level man it's like it's straight up gonna change everything there are gonna be 14 year old kids who are gonna like torn some shit when they're in fucking junior high, high school, showing their fr- buddies in school and all their friends in school are going to call them faggots and be like, yeah, you're a nerd, like, fuck you. And then they're going to be, like, our age now. All of a sudden, they create a universe for us to dive into. All of a sudden, they created their own universe for themselves to dive into, which is the most important thing. They created they created something for their own consciousness to, to transfer to. Like, they created something that... We could never create just in physical reality, you know. Evolution wouldn't wouldn't have created it. It's unreal. It, it, it did, evidently, but like life and phys, yeah, like mammalian think, animalistic, you know. What evolution like, created the agent for it? Yes, and the agent is humanity. <laughs> right. And, and then, then we it made just, technology, and then technology is going to help us make. Oh yeah, and it convolutes even more. You look at it like a fractal. It just keeps spiraling infinitely, man. It's going to keep doing that. That's insane to think about. Well, hey, that's uh, drop that's the H-bomb art. there. That's, uh, that's the MP3. Cast. Yo, download it. If you don't check yourself before you wreck yourself. If you don't just, like it. You don't like it. it. Delete it. it. Unsubscribe. Right-click. Uh, empty recycle bin. Go to the properties. You could kind of change the settings there. Go, go to your favorite website. And listen to whatever you actually like listening to. Yeah, or steal this one. Submit or it to steal, your own. Make money this, off it. Steal this one. Post about it. Tell everybody why you hate it. Yeah, why are we dumb? Why are we dumb? And then everybody thinks we're dumb, and that's fine. So have Why do time. they hate us? Hashtag. That's fine. Hashtag it's fine. Or whatever. I don't know. Hashtag, hashtag we don't care. It's fine. Hashtag uh yeah smoke uh, cash thanks man well i hope you have a good show tonight uh going to your show who are you going to see uh, a dude named chimpo he plays like grime he's from the uk it's gonna be rowdy Pure, rowdiness uh, quote so, unquote from my friend legendary dub plate pressure it's gonna be absolutely good amazing for people who like that stuff that so, stuff uh, is good for people and where do people find your your music uh so, so uh, sorry yeah, they can, uh, they can buy my CD from. Uh, it's a hundred bucks, a credit card only. They can order my CD on uh, Pirate Bay. On Etsy and Pirate Bay. No, they can SoundCloud.com slash Sorcery S O R S A R I, and uh, it's not spelled like a real sorcery. It's spelled like a uh, idiot sorcery. Because that's spelled the way like, you uh, spell it. People people pronounce it like. Sorcery or like so sorry, and like sp- some people can't even spell it because they just don't. Know how to <laughs> I say it weird too, though, and I they don't know how to read like sorcery. seven letters. It's not necessarily like they don't know how to pronounce it, but like they just can't like comprehend that it's seven letters, so they can't like retype how it is. So is that how you say it? Like sorcery? What if people it's ask sor- you? Like, yeah. oh, Absolutely. I always say it weird too. I'm just like sorcery. It's it's 
to avoid uh, legal issues, and it's also like when I was like 15, I watched Naruto when it was subbed, only subbed. The dub version is like really weak and like really childish. <laughs> but uh, there's like a badass dude named Sasori, and he was like my favorite character in that whole anime. And he was also like just like so powerful, and that's like. I guess that's kind of what influenced it because of like the name. How it's spelled. Should I watch it's that like, Naruto? I've never watched it. Only watch it in uh, subs. Don't watch dubs. If you watch dubs for the first time, you'll hate the entire thing. But if you watch uh, subs from the get go, wait. How do you know that? You must be a clone of Alex Jensen because you've experienced both ways. You've experienced. Well, I used to download all the animes when I was in high school, when it wasn't even in Canada or Teletoon or whatever the fuck it plays on or in America. Right? Yeah, and you did it subbed, and, and and then you realized it was dumb, and you hated it, so you cloned yourself, and then no, you I didn't watched it I just dubbed. It because I watched a dub version of it, and it was like, the target demographic was like 10-year-olds instead of like adults. Like they're so enthusiastic about stuff, like, hey, it's just like it's how, a nice it's day just out. Like, how they portray them, the characters, and like the character development is like. What are they like Americanized? It's, emotion- and, like, it's just emotionally different, and it's like they made it like very Pokemon. childish. Like only children could kind of relate to it, I guess. Uh, That's just how I see it from uh, watching it as in a, a subtitle perspective, opposed to dub. Because if you watch subs, man, it's like it's fucking. It's pretty dark, like anime and in general. Sure, it's kind of cheesy and corny where they like shout out the fucking like moves that they're doing or whatever but at the same time like the storyline is like it's pretty deep there's a lot of uh interesting details to pay attention to and just things to theorize about and hypothesize cool. maybe I, I need to get in more into anime it's really it's really long though that's the only problem like there's a lot of filler and shit so that's kind of why i stopped watching it but if you want to watch good anime like good popular american anime that for people who don't really know much about anime, uh, Death Note, if you're into like Knights of Sedona, yeah, Knights of Sedona is pretty good. Like just general Netflix types of animes are actually like pretty good stuff. Yeah, Attack on Titan is pretty cool. That's the only one that I got into lately. Attack on Titan is pretty good. It's like it's a uh, it's like the Skrillex of anime. Is it? It's, what it it's seems good. Like. It's fucking. It's good though. Like I like, think it's what's good. good. Like Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I heard Cowboy Bebop is actually amazing. I've never actually watched it, but like my girlfriend Layla says, it's like so good. But you know, you should watch. I know you, Braveheart. I know you, I know you like. Oh, Braveheart! Absolutely, watch Braveheart over anything. Braveheart. I watched Braveheart twice in one day once. That's insane. My dad asked that should me be why. illegal. Dude, if you want to watch good anime, watch Death Note. All right. Death Note is like another Skrillex of the anime. Cool. But like, not even. Because it's like, it's it's deep, man. Like, it's, fuck, it's so good. I'm going to watch it to, uh, immediately right now. Okay, I'll let you go, though. Like, we've been... No, dude, this is great. We did, like, the longest podcast ever, bro. Now we got... This is only part one, though. We got uh, many this parts is, to This come. is more or less, like, me just talking to you. It's the intro. Not... Not like me trying to sound like a certain way to other people, because this yeah. is just how I talk to you, I guess. It is, and that's how we talk to the world through ourselves. My dad, yeah, my dad, my dad will be really interesting though when you talk to him. 
Oh man, it's gonna be sick. Well, you met him, like yeah. You'll you'll see. We immediately started talking about crazy deep shit. He'll make gonna... me look like a fucking idiot. I mean, Dude, I am a fucking as idiot. he should. You're his son. I'm the young and you're the, the, you're just the idiot son. Kid.